welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. Very excited to be here tonight. <laughs> it's been an absolutely, absolutely a crazy week. You know, I'm I'm so ready for all this COVID stuff to settle down into a better routine. I, I'm trying to sell a car, and I need a replacement title for it. But now the DMV offices are open, and so you have to do everything by mail. And I just found out it's going to take like four to six months to do this. So I just miss, miss walking into somewhere. You know, being able to take care of things. It's making me, I don't know, I don't know, disconnected, something. So we've had a really cool week, too, though, despite all of my discontent. (laughs) We had, on Monday, we had a surprise show from Mama Oladeji. We told her we were doing a classic poetry uh, open mic Reverse, or we call and read classic poetry, and she was going to host that with me. And instead, when she got on the air, we ended up doing a surprise. And I want to thank all of you for doing such a fantastic job in keeping the secret. I didn't think that I figured she was going to find out before the show, but she didn't. It was a total surprise, and that was absolutely awesome. Thank all of you. I want to thank you so much, all of you that showed up and paid tribute to Mama. I know it really meant a lot to her just as you all mean a lot to her. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think we all just need that mental hug, and I know that was something appreciated by her so much, all of the uh, outpouring she felt from all of you. And so, yeah, cool. It was amazing. Thank you for that. I am going to go ahead and get started. I have a lot to go through before we get to the lines tonight. So, First thing I want to let you know is if you would like to call into the show, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so. Uh, probably email or message me on Facebook would probably be the quickest. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla. N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Nyla, last name, Alicia. Shoot me a message and let me know what you want to put together. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. You just have to have something you want to talk about. The workshops can be anywhere between 30 minutes and 3 hours, depending on how much time you need. You can pre-record them on your computer and email them to me, or you can pre-record them on a conference call with me, and I can set it up for you, or we can do it live, or a combination of both, depending on what you want to do. All right, so let me know. We will get that set up. The next thing I want to do is we it's very important for us to take a moment and thank all of our sponsors for the year 20, or our broadcasting season, 2021 broadcasting season, a lot of you jumped up to the plate and all pitched in and helped take care of a portion of of the cost to do the show for the 2021 season. And it really means a lot to me. It really means a lot to all of us 
as a community to know that so many of you were willing to be a part of keeping this going. You know, and we're in our 14th year now being here doing this together, and I'm just humbled by what you guys have created, the community that you've built, the support you show each other, and all of the love. You know, apparent through the sponsors we have here, through the people who came and honored Mama, to all of it. You know, those who just, I see interactions every single week between all of you that just makes me so proud to be a part of this with you. So those of us who helped sponsor uh, our 2021, part of our 2021 broadcasting license are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldon, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raven Bentley, John Case, Paula Sweet, Timothy Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mikey, Jade Mist, Rose Roden, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Wilson, and anonymous donations in the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith, That's hard sometimes. Getting through that list. And King's Cadence. So thank you, all of you, who stepped up to the plate and helped that get done. We appreciate you. Much love from all of us, all of us here in the community. All right, the next thing I would like to do, we are going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track. And this week we are actually playing one by Philip Kent Church, and it is called The Haulers of Home. Here you go. The Haulers of Home, an Appalachian poem written and narrated by Philip Kent Church. Growing up free back in the fields, country bred to life's simple thrills, drinking water from the spring's fountain, running in creeks down the mountains. For a better life, there was no wishing. Hiking, camping, hunting, and fishing. The peaks rolling shadows on a little town and the sweet twilight as the sun went down. Ghostly mist rising up from hollers on a rainy day while the slopes turned blue to skies heavy and gray. At night, the mountains towered, the storm lit up the sky. I remember the glowing outline on spines of ridges high. The many colored hues from the mountain storming, reflected by crystal dews with the dawn's warming. Now the days in the mountains have a certain fate. Dusk always comes early, sunrise always comes late. In the springtime, We would plow the fields, and early summer we'd plant for yields. Come early fall, we'd gather up the harvest when canning and making apple butter are best. Now in late autumn, it's time to slaughter the meat, butchered then hung in the smokehouse so neat. 
then we'd make a little cider, maybe let it get old. All our work carried us through the winter so cold. During the colder months, attended a little mountain school, learned three R's and the golden rule. Recess, the boys might blush and the girls might squeal while playing Red Rover or dancing the Virginia Reel. There wasn't nothing quite better, wasn't nothing so cool as when your sweetheart let you walk them home from of coal smoke rising from the chimney so high. If you lived somewhere else, you'd have to wonder why. They are the horrors of my home. That was Philip Kent Church. Absolutely. <laughs> it was going to get me. <laughs> Absolutely love our Appalachian poet. So if you guys have an audio track or something recorded you would like me to play on the air, you can email those to me at the, the word those in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, recording, something like that in the subject line, and I will get those uploaded to the show's library, and we will play them for the world. I do want to thank Karen DeWitt, who's also one of our show's sponsors. She sent me some tracks, and I'm working on those, so we're going to be able to get those put up on the board, and here's some great pieces from her. I'm excited about that, so thank you, Karen. Next. You guys ready? Do you have your your notebooks and everything out? We are going to be doing our journal assignments. I forgot to do that. I should have done that before the recording. So maybe I might have to play two. No, we won't play two. All right, so I forgot your journal assignments, the workshop portion of the show. That would have been horrible. And I can see, let me see, let me check. Yeah, I see in the chat room that none of you reminded me. That's like everyone watching a teacher stay at home and mow her lawn on a Monday because she thinks it's Sunday and you don't have to do any work. Yeah, maybe she won't remember. (laughs) I remembered. So we are going to do your inspiration from the Inkwell workshop portion of the show. So you should have your journals and your pens or your notepads, whatever it is, your spirally notebooks out, and we will go through these. Your journal assignment... What, we are going, what we've been working on, and remember, journal assignments are yoga pants time with your brain and your muses. It's not meant for public consumption. It's just meant for you to write, to get in the habit of not m- making yourself you know, jump through hoops and write a poem every single time you sit down with a pen in your hand. You can't do that. You have to give your brain some time to relax and just flow, and it's important to do these kind of writes. So yoga pants time. We've been working on observation lists. Exploring our sources of inspiration. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, you should always pay attention to things that call out to you. A sound, a smell, a color, something visual, a feeling. And when that happens, you have to take a moment and stop and ask yourself, why? Explore the attraction. You know, we all jump and pay attention when our bosses yell at us, right? Well, then I ask you, Are we ourselves not worth that same call to attention when our creative creative inner muse reaches out to us? 
you know, why don't we jump to attention and pay attention to that side of us? It's important to do that. It's important to feed that creative side to pay attention to it. All right? So it's in these things that we observe about ourselves that our sources of inspiration come from. You know, those things that that are truly unique to the creative side of you. And when you know those things, you can draw, draw on their power. You can surround yourself with them. You can plug into them. But you can't do that if you don't know what they are. And so these things that we see about the world in a way that no one else sees them, we're going to be paying attention and observing those things. Last week, I had you write down a list of everything you perceived as fluid. And using that list, I would like you to write about a moment of, just do like a free write about a moment of deja vu or a time where you felt everything was just so surreal, you know, a chance meeting with serendipity or, you know, a flowing, a floating in the ether, a moment where it just seemed like you were moving fluidly through the scene or felt it moving fluidly past you or maybe carrying you along with it, okay? If you can't think of a time where you felt like that, then make one up. You can write this in story form, as I said, or as a poem or free write. I prefer free writing for journal assignments, but, you know, it's whatever you want to do. Um, remember, because it's for your eyes only, so just have fun with it. Again, using the list you made of things that you perceived as fluid, write about a time where you were enveloped in the surreal. Okay. This week, I want you to make a list of anything that sparkles, such as a light reflecting in a window or brake lights in the rain or a sun bouncing off a building or uh, the eyes of a deer <laughs> in the headlights, um, moonlight on water, fireflies, fluorescent lights um shining off a bald man's head. I don't care. Anything that glitters or makes light dance, reflects, causes a spark, you know. Also, open wide your scope of observations. You know, you can bend this to fit your own perception, like the sparkle in someone's eyes or that you hear in someone's laughter. So, you know, be observant and write down everything that sparkles. And remember, any additional notes, or scenescaping that you do, writing down the details about your surroundings, will not. It, it will help you later when you sit down to recall these things when writing. If you record the, it's kind of like taking field notes for your scientist. You know, field notes for observations. What was around it? What was the environment like? Those are all things that are going to help you write those descriptive, descriptive concrete images. Observational notes, repeat after me, observational notes about your observations are quite useful. <laughs> okay, on next Thursday's show, I will give the topic you will write to using all the things you observed this week. That's sparkle. Poetry prompts. I'm going to give you your poetry prompts, and then we are going to get on to your writing exercise where we're going to use these prompts in your pick apart a prompt exercise for the week. But first, I'm going to give you your prompts. Remember, your prompts can be, they're meant to grow into poems. You know, some things are just meant to sit 
make you sit down and write. Well, your prompts, they're, they're meant to grow into poems. With that said, they can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem or just the general concept of your poem. And beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So number your paper 1 through 12. 1 through 12. And then I'm going to run through these. The first one, number 1, So Lied the Mirror. So Lied the Mirror. Number 2, This Time She Smiled. This Time She Smiled. Number 3, in pale fire. In pale fire. Number four. Those few encounters. Those few encounters. Number five. The infinite invisible. The infinite invisible. Six. Little bird I once held. Little bird I once held. Number seven, my crimes of thought. My crimes of thought. Eight, the river is gone. The river is gone. Number nine, shadow becomes sky. Shadow becomes sky. Number ten, to tame the creatures. To tame the creatures. Eleven, her hands are transparent in starlight. Her hands are transparent in starlight. And number twelve, where the hidden ones meet. Where the hidden ones meet. Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt if you want to. You can mix and match them and use 12 and 6 and 8 and 11 and use the, all of those in one poem. Or you can get real froggy and you can write one poem using all 12. But remember, they must be the title of, a line in, or the concept of your poem. All right, so now your writing exercise. Unlike your writing journal, your writing journal uh, assignments, which are meant to be like yoga time with your uh, brain, Writing exercises are meant to make you sweat, to get out of your comfort zone and do things differently, do something you normally wouldn't do, write about them in a way that you haven't written before. But how do you push yourself to that place? Doing this exercise, your pick apart a prompt exercise, will do that. Okay? So what I want you to do is to realize, we all need to realize, that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we write. This exercise, exercise helps us get away from writing the typical or following the first knee-jerk reaction that a prompt naturally pulls us in. So it makes us look beyond that. So for this exercise, you're going to be using the 12 prompts I just gave you. And from the list, I want you to start on a clean journal page and write down the first prompt. Then I want you to spend a moment pondering the prompt. Think about all the things it is saying to you. Then I want you to make a list of at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. Write down at least six different poems you could write using that prompt. 
explore all the directions it could go, all the meanings it could have. You know, how can you twist it and turn it to become so many different things? All right. When you finish with the first prompt, I want you to move on to the next, and then the next, and then go on down the list till you've written at least six ideas for each of the 12 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it through the end of this exercise without something running, running away with you. And it's going to be something amazing. I absolutely flipping guarantee it. That's a challenge for you. I want you to come back on and say, you were right, Nyla, because you know what? I'm right. <laughs> Trust me. I know this. So once again, <laughs> these are the 12 prompts that you will be using this week in the Pick Apart a Prompt Writing Exercise. So lied the mirror. This time she smiled. Dancing through pale fire. Those few encounters. The infinite invisible. Little bird I once held. My crimes of thought. The river is gone. Sky or shadow becomes sky to tame the creatures. Her hands are transparent in starlight where the hidden ones meet. Okay, and there you go. Have fun with those. Remember, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. You must feed your brains, and you are what you eat, and that re applies to what you feed your brain as well. The two activities we've been focusing on is learning one new poetry form every single month. That's an area that we can all use improvement on. So every single month, choose a new poetry form and learn the rules of it. Write one poem using a new poetry form. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's like little word puzzles you can play with. Second was writing a haiku every day, showing that writer's discipline and putting pen to paper every single day. And you do that in such a tiny, tiny way that there's no excuse not to. Every day walking through your day, find something worth 17 syllables and jot it down. And if it's only 15, I don't care. You can go back and add another two later on. But every single day, write one of your poetic hiccups that jumps into your brain for no reason. All right, there you go. That is our exercise portion of the inkwell and 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 workshop portion of the show <laughs> yes i'm a professional all right so if you didn't catch any of those or i got you lost somewhere along the way don't worry you can come back at the end of the show um, as soon as the show is archived and listen to the podcast and start and stop it at your leisure and get those written down if you're ever sitting at home one night and you're thinking oh my goodness i don't know what to write you can come listen to the first 15 minutes of any, our sh any of our shows, and you will go through our, our little mini workshops and find something to get you off and running. Okay? All right. So, once again, if you are calling in tonight, the number to call in is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in. If you're on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. 
such as area code 734 is our first caller tonight. So listen for that. Once I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's so vitally important. First of all, it's very professional. It's courteous. You want people to know who's reading, and you always want to have your name attached to your work. So say, hello, this is me, the wonderful poet, and how you doing? And I'll say, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two normal poems. If the lines get too much fuller, we may need to push that back to just one. Um, but if that happens, I'll let you know, and if it happens on your turn, I am so sorry. But right now you're good to read two normal poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous of the people waiting in line behind you. All right? You're good to go. Then remember when you're done reading to give out your URL. It's real important for people know, to know how to come find you and to be able to read your work and get to know you better. Remember that we have a mature rating folks. So that means that you're going to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. I'm going to remind callers uh, 972-216 and 714. You are not in the lineup. So if any of you want to come on the air, please press 1. That's 972-216. is Mama. Mama, if you want to come on and press 1. And then 714. So right now we just have 216 and 714. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1. If you're just listening and hanging out, I appreciate that. I know you'll enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, then you can press 1 and it will put you in the lineup. So, again, that is area, actually it's just area code 216 and 714. 216 and 714, you need to press 1 if you want to come on. All right, I said it. I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of have a heads up when you're coming on. We have area code 734, followed by 240, followed by 731. Let's go ahead and grab George. Seven Hello. three four. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's George Wiley. How are you, Hello. sweetheart? Oh, I'm still buzzing about that uh, nice tribute to um, to uh, Mama the other night. That was really fun. So, um, is, is there an echo of my? You hearing me twice? Nope. Okay. Okay. I can hear myself twice. That I, that's how I think anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, so anyway, that was great fun And uh, glad to be part of it And she's such a gem anyway That when uh, you know, when I saw the opportunity to do that I jumped right on it <laughs> but, Okay, uh, the two poems I have The first one is uh, called The Cloud and the Kite Okay, so hang before you start oh. um, Robbie is saying that he can hear an echo Now it's gone Okay, do you have your computer on, or are you on speakerphone? You know what? I'm on my, I'm on my speakerphone. Let me um, turn down my... Now, not, ask him right now, is it still double? Can you still hear double? Oh, no, I can't anymore. Okay, so you're good been, to go there. Yeah, I think I fixed it. Yeah, I'd say. Right, yeah, I just said okay. it's, really, it's really clear. Okay, you're good to go. All right, the cloud and the kite. 
it hangs there, this sullen cloud above everything we do. It is made of smoke from fires deadly and fog from lying leaders. It is made from brooding deadly virus and from times of fear. The cloud can stop our brains from breathing, our legs from walking. It dusts the pages of hopeful books and challenges our prayers. The disease, the corruption, the planet falling ill lies on our shoulders. It pinches us awake and leaves us panting that we can do nothing. The sullen cloud is large and dark and deceitful. Its rain is putrid. If we clear the smoke of burnt bodies, it still carries the germ. If we push away the insidious sickness, it rains of human greed. If we deck ourselves with concrete, it still floods our dreams away. Our umbrellas of optimism only delay the cloud's omnipotence. A vicious weekly storm soon whiffs the umbrella away and turns our flow of life into a rapid. We stand and watch the sullen cloud and measure its depth. We search our core to find the guts to push the cloud away. And somewhere in that surly, cumulus beast, we see a small opening. It is a reminder that humans can be breathtakingly creative and that with our children, we just might build a kite and fly up through the hole in peace. That was phenomenal, George. Well, thank you. I'm 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 just in awe. You know, flying flying kites is one of my very favorite things to do. <laughs> I've, I live next to a park, and uh, look at the back window, and I watch these uh, people stroll up with their kids, and you know, uh, on a windy day here, and and they run the kites up, and uh, I I still never get tired of it. You know, I used to with my sons, we used to do kite flying. But it's been years, you know, and uh, but um, anyway, it's something about it. I don't know why. It's it's just you and the wind and the kid, as opposed mm-hmm. to anything electric. <laughs> I haven't found a uh, you know a propeller-driven kite in a while. But anyway, the um, it, is, it is a beautiful thing, and some of the kites are very imaginative, you know. They are. So. It's amazing. I love that. I love that poem, George. What do you have for us now? The Magic Poems. I found a magical, incomparable poetry book. Had not noticed it here before. Each word was as if lifted from the heights of genius and charm, as if all the muses had joined hands to touch these pages. I tried to memorize a single, splendid couplet. I wrote part of it on a piece of paper, then turned back to check it out. A couple that was gone, a blank page. Quickly, I spotted another small masterpiece and started to write it down. But again, the piece was now missing from the book. How could poetic ecstasy be so fragile? Each borrowed word had gone missing. I reached up to turn the lamp brighter. Now the book itself had disappeared, and my notepad was blank. What great poets had I ignored? Where had I gone wrong? In peace. Wow. <laughs> that was a perfect ending. <laughs> I did something wrong. 
Yeah, but I don't know. You seem I, I can't imagine you doing anything wrong ever. Oh, of course. We tell it to my spouse, the queen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell her, tell her. I don't say hey. Well, see, there, I may be at a twisted perspective because I see you as my, you know, as my peer, whereas you know I don't see you as, you know, my my subject. <laughs> That's it. It's That's all it. perspective, it. right? Anybody, anybody that says forty-seven years of marriage is is a democracy has not been married. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so. Yeah, um, thank you for the compliments. I uh, can be, um, I have a, a poetry uh, Facebook page called George Wiley Writes, and I have a, a book out, you can get it on, um, what do you call it, uh, Amazon, called Why Did I Remain in the Garden? And what else? I do a little bit with uh, poetry.com and with some anthologies and stuff I'm in. That's it. Why don't I have a copy of your book? Well, a couple of weeks ago, you said the very question, and I said to you, I would love to send you one, uh, and it's, of course, sign it for you if that's worth anything. Probably. I, that's why value. I wanted it. <laughs> so. It would diminish the value a lot if I sign it. But anyway, um, and, and I ask you, well, send me a, a text, you know, like on Facebook Messenger or something or an email with your address because I don't have your mailing address. So do that, and you will have very soon a, for what it's worth, book. So you're saying I'm the reason I don't have one yet. Yes. You are <laughs> all your fault. Otherwise, you I'll take have the blame and do as I'm told. You, you always need we need, you need something to start those campfires outside. So I'll uh, <laughs> send you my book. Oh, oh, that's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why I, I like that. getting the books? And instead of yeah. you know, anytime someone has a book, I always try to do. I don't want to do an ebook because if the batteries go out, I lose you. But if the end of the world comes, George, I can tuck you in my pocket and take you with me. Hey, that'll work. Yeah. I'm all for it. I was just telling people books. who I've told people in the past who thought the end of the world was coming that that before they uh, went up on top of the mountain, if they wanted to leave their car car and their car keys with me, it was okay. So I'd <laughs> That's how cynical I am. But anyway, uh, so. Okay, well, I'll get out of the way. We will talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. You will. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 240. 240, you're on the air. Ah, this is Joe the Rebel Mind Dancer. Good evening, Nyla. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, fantastic, fantastic. It's a beautiful day. I saw that you did your homework. Yes, I did. I'm hearing I'm hearing an echo now. Are you on speakerphone or do you have your computer on? Uh, no. How about now? Is it better or? Uh, it sounds better. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Weird today. Gremlins are in the system. So yeah, exactly. I got the homework that you did. Is that meant to? Um, 
go along with the beat and tune of Bojangles? Yes and no. I tried to make it go along with it completely, but, you know, I tried. I, but I, are, but you, you can kind of feel it, so. Mm-hmm. I could. I read through it one time. I had time to read through it one time today, but I plan tomorrow because tomorrow's just a yard work day for me. It's my relaxed yeah. day, um, which means I'm going to have time to sit down, and I'm going to pull up the music and go through it. And I was so excited. I, you, I can't even tell you how excited I was to see that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for the assignment. <laughs> You're welcome. What are you going to share with us tonight, hon? Uh, actually, I'm going to share that, if you don't mind. Oh please, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Are you and I do have it? another. Uh, I can't sing, but I'm gonna just recite it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I won't push the envelope too much. <laughs> and I do have another one. It's called "The Chairs" about a, a friend of mine who has cerebral palsy. Okay. That's the second one. Okay. So without further ado, I will. Here we go. This is called... Uh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. Because okay. there may be someone listening tonight that doesn't know what the assignment was, and I think that's important oh. to know before. Yes. So do you want... I'll let you go ahead and tell them, but tell them what the assignment was before you read it, because I want that in their head when they're listening. Well, my assignment was to write a poem uh, centered, around a, a centered around the theory of Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Bojangles was about an old, uh, you know, Walkville dancer. And my poem titled Mr. Samuel is about an old poet. Okay. So here we go. Mr. Samuel. Well, Mr. Samuel could spin a tale the life he loved Felt so blue, thinning hair, filthy air, and hacking spells. He'd cough his truth. He had this line, this beautiful line, but he didn't have sound. I knew him from a place we used to be. I was checking it out. He saw me and he knew right then I wanted to hear him out. He spoke no lies. He's broken. Why? He smiled and sipped a drink. Brother Samuel, are you feeling well? Mr. Samuel spit. He broke it down and so profound. He had this riff. He coughed the spell. Begin to flow with reverence. Yo, that joint was fire. Then he started to cry. Then he laughed. Shimmy shook like he was never down. Mr. Samuel. Mr. Samuel. Man, you fly as hell. Spit. He used to flow on another show in other fair without the clout. He spoke about those years of tears and how his love, his wife just passed on. All those years we see. I spit for food, though I'm not so smooth with hacks and coughs. I live with bums who climb social rungs, but I'm not this. We shook our heads, his look of dread. Then the crowd said, please, Mr. Samuel, Mr. Samuel, Mr. Samuel, spit. 
That's my piece. Thank you. Oh, it almost made me cry. I am so glad you read that tonight. No, thank you, Nala. That that is incredible. That is an incredible poem. You did so good with your assignment. So you guys, that's what I love about giving you guys assignments and homework and and exercises and all that because then you guys come back with something incredible like this. You know, and it makes all the stuff that I do to work on to to put out the assignments and do the prompts it is like my my it is it is the most incredible thing I get out of doing this show. It's watching what you guys create from your inspiration. So you get 5,000 gold stars and kudo points for doing your homework and reading it, baby. Awesome sauce. Thank you. <laughs> awesome sauce. I love you so much. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the second poem is called Beyond the Chair. You have the backstory about a friend of mine with cerebral palsy. Okay. Beyond the Chair. Her body was encased by metal and cloth. She couldn't run into the arms of love. She was looked upon as an oddity. She wasn't a commodity for the shallow-minded, nor was she a vanilla rose. She, like most women, isn't a runway model. Her desires are on full throttle. Who can look past the chair? Who can just see the woman? Who can love her without judgment? She's not a dried flower. She won't crumble at the touch of a firm hand. Where's the man who knows true beauty? She's as free as you or I. She loves getting wet. Who can look past her safety net? Her chassis is classy. Some women wear glasses. They come off too. She doesn't sleep in her chair. When she's lying there, the possibilities are limitless. So why limit your perception? There's a rich source of affection if one looks beyond the chair. She's the epitome of unconditional love. So why place conditions on her position in the chair? Love is not unfair. You just have to look beyond the chair. In bone. I love that piece. Thank you, Mother. You know, how many of us know people in that situation for whatever reason? You know, they're in a wheelchair. They have cerebral palsy. They, you know, there's something that's not perceived Barbie or Ken about them. You know them and see them for the amazing person they are, but you see people overlook them because of whatever reason X is. Yeah. And it just breaks your heart. It absolutely breaks your heart. You know, to see someone or see see someone in a way that the rest of the world don't get it. They just don't understand. I love that exactly. part because it really draws attention to that flaw in us. Yes, it does. I think it's important. I appreciate Thank you. That. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, yes, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Joe uh, – actually, under Joe Perry. You can find me on Facebook under Joe Perry. You can find me on Twitter under The Mind Dancer. So. That's about all I got going right at the moment. But I appreciate you for having me. And much love and respect for all the poets. Thank you, sweetheart. Fantastic job tonight. You're welcome. Thank I'm you. I'm just going to start calling you Joe Dancer. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Works for me. Is that good? 
Okay, that's my that's Absolutely. my new name for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Great job. Thank you. All right. Our next caller is going to come from area code seven three one. Seven three one, you are on the air. Oh no, it can't possibly be me. <laughs> hey, Michael. I really had a blast at Vicky Aqua's uh, coming out party. I really uh, uh, thank you for inviting me to that. That was that was special. I was in the click for a moment. You are very welcome. Had a good time. You know, I I, I did. You know, I, the show went way better than I thought it was going to go, and I thought about how much that meant to Mama. You know, we walk through lives and we don't always understand what the fingerprints we leave behind on people do. And a lot of times we wonder, you know, why we reach out and touch the world at all and was any of it worth it. And I think about all the people that we have lost recently that we never sat down and took the time to say these things to. I just didn't want that to ever happen again for any of us. I think that we all need to stop and look at the people that surround our lives, the people that mean something to us, the mean the people that have given us a gift or touched our lives, and they may not even know. Take a moment and reach out and tell them how important they are, the impact they've had, how much they're loved. Okay? That's that's really what I hope everyone took away from that show with Mama. And thank you for being a part of that with us, Mike. I agree 100%. You're absolutely correct. There's one other little caveat I might add to that, though. Mm Mm-hmm. For all the people that showed up and got that opportunity, have you ever heard the phrase, the joy of the gift is in the giving? Yes. So everybody else, you know, they got an opportunity. You gave them an opportunity to to uh, step up. So it was, it was magic. all the way around. It really yeah. was. It really was. You made it happen. Good job. I have a question to you. Uh, did you bring your riff sonnet to read tonight, or do you want to read that another day? Oh, um, I guess I could find it. If, am I supposed to find it? Well, I assumed that, that I would read my poem, and then you would do your riff back to me that you wrote. I'm sure you told me fresh, that, right? Well, I was fresh on your mind. It's pretty easy to find. i got to go to, go to your Facebook page. Right there I've it got is. it. I've got it. Okay. So you, you set it up. I'll set it up. We're going to do a riff. This is going to be a Mike, a Mike and Nala riff, a duet, okay? Uh, I wrote a poem the other night during the uh, Speakeasy Cafe show last week. And um, what brought the poem about was uh, a question I had Chris Jopek she sent me a poem called The Dark Proliferates Everything, and I didn't know if I was supposed to read it on the air or wait for her to read it or what. So I thought about sending her an email today, and, or that, that day, and I got a couple of lines in my head, and at the same time I was watching a video, and the video had a song that was in French. Um, it was quite compelling tune, but the actions in the video, I got in my head. I wrote a poem basically about watching a video where the song was in French. 
and it started out going at Christian, it ended up with her. And uh, it was basically just nonsense. But it was a lot of fun. I sent it to Nyla, and, and Nyla really liked it. So she sat down and wrote a riff back at me. She wrote a Shakespearean sonnet back at me. And uh, that was an amazing thing. An amazing thing it was. So without further ado, I'll do my part. It was written by Florina's recording of Vava V. And my poem is called, While You Were Away. I called you today, no answer. I left a voicemail, no response. As a result, I'm sitting here all alone in a closet by chance, listening to a girl sing a song in French filmed on a beach. French is a language I cannot comprehend, just out of my reach. The sun is shining, her friend appears, waves lap on shoreline. Singer twists and twirls, displaying a black rose. Her brand seems not, as her black rose turns red in a bait and switch. Could this be chicanery in lieu of lyric, or is she a witch? View shifts from the high rocks. Maybe I should call her bluff. There is no sign of light on her above water. I've seen enough. If we said DNA, darkdescendant.com, result would be Greek to me. She comes from a line of sirens you hear but do not see. She sings quite harmless, choreographed partner dance plan. So her younger self was her friend? No footprints in the sand. As they twirl and twist in reverse, going separate ways, why? Should she say, I would not understand, no matter how hard I try. Lure of the siren is no joke, not a myth. Do you comprehend? You will end up empty-handed, no matter how many ships you send. Black rose abandoned on the sand, will it float at high tide? Singing girl, like you in a critical moment, has managed to hide. So when I read Michael's poem about watching this video in which he sent me the video and is absolutely inspiring, it's probably my favorite piece of music right now, but he wrote his poem about seeing her but not understanding what he was seeing because he didn't speak her language. And so I decided to write a poem back to him like a whisper, where she is telling him what's happening. But I wanted it to be in a language that only Michael understood, is the way I wanted to approach this. And the language that Michael understands is a sonnet. That's his language, which sucked because I've never written a sonnet before, and he's been after me forever to try to get me to write a sonnet, encouraging me to write a sonnet. And I've always promised him, and I never have. So in, if I had to write a poem back to him in his language, it had to be written as a sonnet. So this is the very first sonnet I ever wrote. And I, even, I was so anal about it, I even used syllable counter to double-check my lines. And they said they were correct. But, as Michael told me, two of them are incorrect. Two of them, one has one less syllable and has, one has one more syllable than it's supposed to. And I thought about going back and correcting it, but I decided not to. 
because it's my first sonnet. It's imperfect. I'm leaving it as is, and I'll improve on the next one. So it's okay that it's not perfect. For me, it is. Anyway, so this is the girl in the video explaining back to Michael in her language what he's seeing. And it's called She Away. She's alone in a world so loud it's mute. Single Janice trying to make her way. Flesh is more than a label substitute. What's not seen can't really fade away. Their rules fill volumes till pages are black. Her alchemy can't be choreographed. Like whiskey in the throat with no water back. How she burns is beyond mere witchcraft cast. She held her universe in open palms, sought the nebulous echoes in their eyes, seeing only clouds drop antidote bombs, best to destroy what they can't sonatize. Come, come, sings the siren's call beyond night. She away hides beside you in plain sight. And that's it. That was really wonderful. It was great. I could read this a hundred times. Well, I did the first night you said it. That was good. <laughs> and I understood it. It was great. Isn't riffing fun? It is. And and I did I was absolutely not a lie to you. I sat down and started writing it in the morning. It took me seven hours to finish this. I did not get up out of my chair for seven hours seven hours writing this. It was crazy. I was like, I was focused, man. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop. <laughs> it was sweet. This will be an award-winning poem. You should, when you, uh, when your world out there, out west, when y'all actually can actually uh, go out and look people in the eye and in the nose and in the mouth and coexist and everything, and you have places where you go read poetry like you did, that would be a great one to read right there. You wrote a poem about a story that's never been told before, Nyla. No one has ever told the story that you told right there. It is 100% completely unique and worth sharing. Thank you. Wow, thank You're you. Welcome. I feel a little fuzzy now. <laughs> well, great. That's good. All right. Time for me to cut out. If anybody wants to come hang out with me, you can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com. Mike Todd is spelled M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D because we just did things like that on MySpace and it stays with us. You know, can't get away. So uh, <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful evening and, and uh, thanks for having me and, and thanks for this week on Vicky's show again. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye, Michael. Thank you, sweetheart. I love that man. Okay, we have dun, 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 Agent 419. 419, you're on Hel- the air. Hello, Miss Nyla. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there as much as we can, right? Yeah. I felt sorry for your story in the beginning because I had to sit at the BMV today, and it was open, and I'm glad that there wasn't a lot of people there because I had to get my driver's license renewed because my birthday's coming up next month and I didn't want to have it expire on me. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I felt sorry for you because I'm sitting there like, oh, I should do the, do the mail and stuff, and I don't know. I, you almost want life to go back to normal, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I just want know. it convenient. You know, we're, we're such a microwave generation. You know, we want what we right. want. We want it now. We want it, you know, if it takes, you know, we put a cup of coffee in the microwave and we're pissed off that it takes 45 seconds. You know, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, you just slow shit down and just stop being like so whiny. Right. I don't like change so much, so it's like it's hard for me to, I, I accept it, but it takes me a while. And then, you know, it'll be okay because it has to, but I'm not, I don't like change that much. <laughs> so... Anyway, I do have two for you if you're still doing two. And guess what? What? They're actually short. <laughs> Shelly, right? Short I love your cable so much. I can't even tell you. It is one of the things in my life that sparks joy for sure. Aw. Aw. <laughs> well, I got two of them. So my first one, oh, if anyone, should I say who I am? 419. <laughs> my name is Shelly Gambino. Um, if anybody wants to know, I'm the poet. Oh, Shelly Gambino. Okay, so the first one I have is called Old Age Mystified Beyond Comprehension. Okay. My hair has already shown signs of deterioration. What hasn't fell out yet has turned gray. Or is it just my imagination? No one said facial hair growth becomes more prominent. Only if one person could have warned me of this single inevitable proponent, like all the wrinkles and unwelcoming crow's feet, I could perhaps have been more prepared. So when I see someone else's reflection in the mirror, maybe I would be less scared. Oh, the numerous pains and aches every day a new place is found. My arthritic body that quenches the hurt, always in silence without sound. I guess one could say I'm progressing slowly to that very age. The one that is inevitable. Young ones, be warned. Welcome to that of old age. That was awesome. I just bit my tongue. Ow. Ow. I hate it when oh, I do no. that. <laughs> well, I think that, that was I beautiful. Think I'm becoming like, I think I'm becoming like, I don't know what they call it, like midlife crisis sort of thing lately, so I think that that poem was appropriate about how I feel. Like, no one no one ever warned me, you know. My my mom wasn't really a mom for me, and no one ever warned me, so it kind of stinks, but you can't go and say that to young kids because you want to give them hope, you know. <laughs> I, it's like but, when I was when I was younger and I was a single mom. I thought, okay, I'm just going to be a single mom, and I'll worry about you know all the getting married and boyfriend shit later, you mm-hmm. know. But when I pictured later, I still was 20. Oh, <laughs> right. I, fi- I finally get to a position that position in my life, and now it's like, well, wow. Uh, that bikini yeah. I put away can go right the hell back in the drawer. <laughs> Oh my god, right? And then all different things happen and yeah. I see a new wrinkle here and I'm like, What the heck? and all yeah, it's just crazy. So anyway. I um, actually think I'm cuter than I was when I was twenty. You know, I look back in pictures and it's I just see a kid. I kinda I like kinda I kinda like looking like a woman. Aww. I don't I don't think I would trade that for being a kid again. Thirty-seven. I think thirty-seven is a real good age. I'll just we'll stay right there. Aww. I know my my deceased always used to tell me that 
he thought he always thought that when I got older I would age nicely and he couldn't wait to grow old with me and see me and I'll never know him. But I just I mean, I hope I'm living up to what he thought, you know what I mean? So I don't know. But anyway, um the second piece I have I just love birds, so this one is called Birds in Flight. It says <clears throat> there is nothing freer of sight than to see a bird in flight. Wings spread flapping fervently fighting against the wind with all of his might. At times the wind may carry him for him to heed much needed rest. He begins bracing for turbulence. Higher and higher he soars, the symbolism of freedom. To capture such an image implores my mind to see beyond and above a place as far away as the stars. Coming closer into view, a sanctuary that is touchable surmountable and does indeed exist for each and every one of us a place to be free at last to spread our own wings and fly to taste a piece of heaven with the only limit being the ceiling to the sky and wow Shelly that was beautiful oh thank you you're so welcome <laughs> you what I've always loved birds in flight. Like, I just see there's so much freedom, and I just want to be them one day. <laughs> I would like to be a hawk. I think that's one of the only birds that doesn't really scare Raptors don't scare me. But hummingbirds, I'm, I, hummingbirds and little birds terrify the heck out of me, except for chickadees. Chickadees are my favorite bird. But, like, hummingbirds, because like, I know they, they're just going to come and, like, poke the little beak in my eye and suck my brain out. Oh, my God, I've never so, been attacked by a bird. Oh, I just they they I I I was watched on Turner uh, movie classics Alfred Hitchcock the birds when I was younger and I've oh, never yeah, I, love that one. I have never gotten away from that movie. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Like when I was five, I thought I thought that Jaws was in my bathtub because my parents like let's watch it when we were so young. So for a long time, <laughs> it's like I had to go to the bathroom with the light on and be scared and yeah, it was freaky, but. Such things happen to us that, like, formerly there are characters when we get older, that's for sure. But now I know that Jaws ain't swimming in my bathtub. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it gives you that fear. My mom had a bat stuck in her hair when she was 18, and it was alive, and my grandma had to cut it out. So my mom told me and my sister our whole life, like, the bat kept going while they were cutting, and the wind kept flapping in her head. And, I mean, I'm so deathly afraid of bats. But I'm sitting there thinking, my mom instilled that in me. But bats I love because they eat mosquitoes, and I hate mosquitoes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a catch-22 with that. <laughs> the highlight of my week is hearing you go, eat, eat, eat. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. Squeaking. But, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, just to hear that, but be a kid and listen to that story your whole life, then that makes you have mm-hmm. a fear. And we, I've never experienced that, but my mother did. So she instilled that in me. So that's not cool. Can I, can I also right, do one I... shout-out really quick? Can I do one shout-out uh-huh. really quick on your phone? Okay, so George Wiley said he was married, and I couldn't remember if it was 46 or 47 years. But mm-hmm. I wanted to say a kudos to him and congratulations, because that's all I wanted to do, and my grandparents were married for 55 years plus, and I really love hearing stories like that. So awesome, George Wiley. And I even got to meet him in person, so that's even more awesome. I know him, and I'm, I congratulate him on here, because that's really cool. <laughs> That's very cool, and I agree 100%. It takes dedication, you know, and I love that. I love hearing stories like that all the time. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. 
I just heard that in the beginning. I'm like, I gotta say something. But thank you, and um, thank you for letting me be on your show. <laughs> thank you for being here, sweetheart. Love you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good night, and thank you, my love. Thank you. Thanks, Shelley. All right, our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of know where you are. We have six one five followed by two one nine and then eight three two. So six one five, you are on the air. Hi, Nala. This is Clarence Ferguson Jr. How have you been? Hi, Clarence. I'm wonderful. How are you doing, honey? I've been doing fine, except for the fact that it's been a little bit more busy at the job as of late. That's come. You haven't seen me in quite some time. <laughs> you know, if you want to, I'll write a note and email it to you and let your boss know that no matter what, you know, you need to have that time to call into the show, and he needs to do whatever he can do to make that happen for you. Think that would help? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> We'll take care of it. I got your back. Yes. What do you have for us tonight, Clarence? I have two. And the first piece is called running. So whenever you're ready. Anytime you're ready, go. All right. If I was a drug dealer, I'd deliver the dopeness. Put that in parentheses and you'll have permission to quote this. Adjust my islands like a camera and I'll give you some focus. Attend my electoral college and I'll rig all the voting. You can be the boat going across the Atlantic. I'll be cool as the iceberg that ultimately sank the Titanic and rebuild the infrastructure with in-depth, intricate planning and have you wearing Birkenstocks and flannel in York, Pennsylvania and name you Peppermint Patty. Even though you look like Kurt Cobain in a Starbucks based in Seattle, hanging out with Sir Mix-a-Lot showing photos of how your baby got backbone. You couldn't afford the Samsung Galaxy, so you had to settle for a prepaid track phone, calling Domino's for pizza as you're playing Domino's with Ice Cube and Queen Latifah, listening to Justin Bieber, deceiving all Hillsong Church believers, smoking cannabis sativa, He's inhaling all the vapors while you are dipping snuff, getting delusional, thinking you're the new kids on the block, hanging tough. As you figure out that Donnie Wahlberg is on Blue Bloods, but you're too high and superstitious like Stevie Wonder and lost your equilibrium. Off the Olympics ballast beam between Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles, your gallbladder expands from walking 500 miles What did you think this was, the sequel to Forrest Gump, where life is a box of chocolates and stupid is as stupid does? I can keep this running like engines in the Indianapolis 500. It's April 20th, 4.20 p.m. Do you know the muffin? Man, I'm so above this cumbersome comeuppance. I wore a tuxedo with a cummerbund and an unshaven beard like a lumberjack. Rewind that last statement run it back so you can remember what I said and remember I meant this as a compliment now all my words are in your head this settles any arguments about which thoughts in this have become dominant to where so many cops want to stop and frisk 
you for shoplifting my articles of artistry, but I went gray and pooped on in your garden, guardians, angels, arteries. Oops, pardon me. Is it a crime? Better ask Day as she rocks the stage in Bombay, now known as Mumbai, and last words won't be mumbled. I'll just say goodnight. That's that piece. Wow. Wow. That was a ride from one end to the other. <laughs> that was intense. Thank you very Karen. much. You're very welcome. <laughs> Great ride. And now my next piece, I did a whole lot of prompts and put it into one poem. <laughs> And this piece is called Forever Has No Time But Now. Of course, you get the credit for that. (laughs) Forever has no time, but now, but now, but now, I trace your forbidden name once more. I would burn these old letters you wrote to me in the space beyond sky, where nobody knows the sound in the box you left me. Abandoned. I almost remember the very dangerous lines you penned frozen on white pages. Oh, now you're the silent woman. Need I be afraid? I hear a song of thunder at the last daylight. I say my wild words because it needs telling. I await your coming in these sweet, desperate hours that devours a feeling of having your hissing madness. I challenge the death of wonder in its flames untrembling, born from silence into your scream, the same mute question. Why are you coloring outside truth, being the architect on our hills of stars surrounded by moons? Forever has no time, but now, (laughs) but now, but now it has no you. And that's that piece. There were so many prompts in there, one after another after another. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I it just kept coming. I didn't even mean to do it like that, but it just kept coming. I kept writing down the prompts, and all of a sudden a poem comes out. See, a lot of you guys think I'm full of shit when I tell you that you can't get through these exercises and, and, and you know, journal assignments and things like that without something grabbing you and taking you off and running. It always does. And here's my proof. Thank you. Thank you, yep. Clarence, for letting this me say I told you so. <laughs> yep, you did tell us. You did tell me so, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I have had, you know, you have done so many poems to the prompts that I put out, and I want you to know, seriously, how much I appreciate it and how much fun I have had following all the things that you have written to them. It's just, it's such a high for me to see and and so much fun for me to read those. Thank you. And I thank you, and I know I need to send you some um, tracks because I haven't done that in a while, so I, I better get on that. I think that's a good idea. Yes, please. Yes, I will, definitely. <laughs> now, how you, anybody can get in touch with me, you can find me, not in the club like 50 Cent, 
You can find me on Facebook, backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr., or you can go to my public group on Facebook called C-Double, that's like you're seeing double, 34 to number, music, and friends. Perfect. All right, Clarence, we will talk to you next week. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'll show the note. (laughs) Thank you. Be blessed. We'll talk to you soon. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Oh, good evening. How are you doing? Hey, Brother O. On the line from me, Chicago, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, and it is amazing to hear from you. Uh, Hey, I appreciate it. So what are you going to bless us with tonight, Brother O? It's called, uh, this poem is called Brother O, a Future Goat in the Chicago Poetry Community. I've already been called a living miracle, a living legend, a professor of poetry, the most supportive poet in the Chicago poetry community, a true winner and a champion, and overcomer of the numerous obstacles I've faced in my life. I've already drawn comparisons to sleep rich for my great storytelling abilities. And one of the greatest poets ever to live in the 20th century, Langston Hughes, with my unique writing style and the abilities to uh, overcome the challenges of living as a, as a black man and, and telling people my life experiences. It's a tremendous honor that I don't take lightly. My dear brothers and sisters, please do me one small favor. Don't refer to me as a goat yet. Because I haven't reached the pinnacle of my poetry career. Maybe after I've done this for over 20 years and won countless awards and garnered many honors for a sustained period of time, then you can put me in a conversation for being one of the future GOATs in Chicago poetry community. Translation, one of the greatest of all time. Well, maybe... When I become a best-selling author, win a Pulitzer Prize, and travel all over the world, then you can mention me as a GOAT. Well, my dear brothers and sisters, even though I'm not a GOAT yet, I have all the characteristics of one. I'm very ambitious and determined to elevate my craft to another level. I'm practicing the standards of consistent, sustaining growth, and success on high levels. I'm very passionate about the art of poetry. I'm a natural-born leader who makes his fellow poets better just by my presence. My level of creativity is off the charts. I have a very strong drive to push myself out of my comfort zone to be who I am as a writer of poets, while I was not created to do things conventionally. And I'm constantly learning from the goats that God surrounded me with. My dear brothers and sisters, in order to become one of the greatest of all time in your in your in your endeavor, 
Surround yourself with other goats who have accomplished and achieved what you are striving to accomplish and achieve for yourself. And Paul. Very strong message there, Brother O, like always. Good job on that. I appreciate you. Are you going to read two tonight? No, I'll just have one. (laughs) Okay. Well, do me a favor and tell everyone where they can go to share the love with you. Uh, You can connect me on Facebook. I know my brother, Brother O'Gavin, and show me plenty of love there. I have uh, a lot of posts, a lot of inspirational stuff, a lot of a lot of historical things about his history and things about things that just about life period. And uh, thank you for your support as always every week. I appreciate it. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week then. Yes. <laughs> All right, hun. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, it's me, the wonderful poet. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, sweetheart, how are you? Oh, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just me, you know. I, you know, when, when you leave it, when you leave it open, open line like that, I'm gonna use it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound really good. <laughs> well, it's been a long time, I know, but I, you know, I had to basically wade through a lot of nonsense and get my my preferred uh, days off back before I could actually do something on a regular. So. At any rate, uh, now if anyone's wondering, this is Soldier Blue. And uh, I got uh, got my stuff already as as usual. Um, this this first one is uh, is called concrete. The concrete experience of crazy horse to steel pine stanchions of non cowboys that shed no bark. Kinka. The asphalt apparitions, visions of red earth mist, ancient as breath, neon. Saturated oils taken, extracted as if rightful. Blood, skins, quantum babies, we are born to know our bones. Oh, though they be soaked in plastic filament wrappings slated for public display. Cartoon caricatures, mascot colors, productions, and mass, the indemnified left questioning the DNA of yet another Hidden box, genocidal, time capsule, lettering, doted, dated. Do not open until you are all dead. Crazy bundles, wabakti, slate gray snakes emitting the electric hiss of contained anticipation. Release the electrical charge that will compensate no one. Where did you come from? Oh, nowhere. It was as if shedding skin after a fever. 
Vermilion, we will sit to tell a story, the one with vision where sodden signs form appropriate dirt for the modern day. Homba in song, the Hombaku. Lightning in a bottle, lightning in the veins, energy burst, Dagonska, light incandescent, Nithe, death, annihilation, indescribable. What would you know of listening to the screams of a people, lifeblood sinking into ground, so anointed, so made sacred, Trago. No one, no survivors, no one to show that we are still standing on, against the bomb burst of hate, prejudice, oh, but there were. Half-frozen hoarfrost sticking to our lips. We are Jude Moninga, Red Earth. We are still here! In spite of you, Kinshaska. Rubber meets the road, burnt smoke, skin smorphed. Foam, botra troca, the altruism of what it means to be in the modern day. Awake, spirit dung, gasoline, nonke. Now named it nonpoe. Flames of every step, breath flows even even through plated glass, smoked, so they say by description. It's black. It doesn't matter what you call it. It doesn't matter what you call it. It is a color, not negative space. Sabe. Warrior's color, the color of victory, the shine of artificial night. The ashes of midnight. We shall be the stronger for having died so many times. Spirit returns of the ghosting south. Truth and tremolo, we shall sing the bones of our loved ones home whom have not made it back. Dreams, sleep, we shall see them one day. Songs, words, spirit, breath, neon. More than the languages we speak, handloklaka, spirit tongues, idiomas. We know what these languages mean. Men and women, we are more than the sum of our names. We are the flesh of our lands. Judze Moninga, Red Earth. We share with our outspoken men and women the experience of the day. Homba. Homba siaji. The corn of legend, kernel by kernel, as we drop ourselves in it, surging over the concrete barriers. People without understanding try to place in our way. We are ceaseless, relentless, eternal without end. We shine bright by the light of dead stars, the ones we recall. We shall come to you in the night when you are sleeping with your greed. We shall plant the seeds of willing returns, Bosa. We shall offer you a feast to fet the same one you served us centuries ago with your patter about discovery. Crazy horse does not belong in concrete, nor a sacred village you shall never see Goyatli in a condo, although you might hear him rattling, shaking hard the things of earth. Bones, gourds, deer dough, 
toe strands as they celebrate the rise of spirit the ageless old ones becoming more apparent yeah the concrete experience of crazy horse Dashuka Wiko maybe you should shy away from the sudden flare of winter thunder Bathega Thonin Snowdrift lightning strikes the Hunba Countless days a ribbon of water and we shall all drink from the well, bathe our faces in the water smoke in Paint streaks to remind us of days without halos, Utsi. It shall be our home place, light air growing green stars, bones of earth. It has been after all an experience. We are the ghost road born. Crazy horse in concrete. What a joke. In peace. I'm going to be silent no more. <laughs> Not this time. Not this place. Mm-mm. And long past due. Well, I keep trying, you know that. Um, this one's called Summer. It's kind of a mix of something old with something new, I guess, in terms of something I wrote a long time ago, but I've kind of taken that same thread, if you will, and uh, brought it forward, because I think it's a good one. It's a, It's simply called Summer. Smoke-lined figures stacked like future pylons against an ocean of open sky. Githa. Oh, yes. The people are gathered. Doge, Buse, Wigie, praying, misdirection upon the usual. Dasuda. Burnt earth, summer wither. Time breaks with baited scientists Moan about genome advancement. Fires advance upon the water's edge. Nivonha. Lights lapping at the water lines. Great lakes and watercrafts ready for song. Ugon. Ceremony. Wasida. First harvest of wild rice. Scientists wave papers of evidence and eccentricity. Like so much plant fiber whipping in a wild wind. Skulls and bones, those long crossed over, touch touch our presence with their DNA, never subjugated by any fleshly hand, giving strength and warnings unto us. So we smile quiet, pushing away the plated synthetic economic values that never were ours. Effigies dance on a hangman's noose, the gibbet dance of shadows, gedake, hovering like greasy smoke above a fire-bombed car. Oh, yeah, it is summer. Winds of death, harbingers of spirit done into dust, blowing ashes in hot defiance, doge. It is summertime upon the Great Lakes. Muddy roads, byways, waterways, paths marked so long ago. Harvest 
waiting for the harvest. Well, see the waiting for the harvest path. Well, see the Ujongi harvest life, not treasure. Sacred food, supplemental stories, survival. The Anishinaabe eat with great relish with the rice so carefully gathered. Yes, they call it Manoman. As peoples of Red Earth, we have sat at the table of famine, had long conversations with starvation, and near extinction of one kind or another. Nithi. Ah, genocide of one kind or another. Have you ever had a generational get-together with hunger? Holocaustal foodstuffs, cottonwood soup, pine tree, jelly sap, fry bread. Do not speak to us of what you don't have. Prayers rise with a breath of sacred smoke. The Micmac sing war songs, prepare themselves for the sea and the prejudice of those who seek to keep them from it. Disabling fish trawlers, forming blockades at key points of passage unto open water, refusing to recognize First Nation fishing rights, treaty rights, we are natives to these lands, so to feed our families we must prepare to die. Shiagitha, turn back, my brothers, turn and fight back. Stand with courage for your women and children, for your family's right to live. It is a day of reckoning. You shall not keep us from our lives. Dreams, homes, the quiet strength. We are warriors still, and we remember what an odon is. There is wild rice yet to thresh. Corn to pick and harvest, lobster traps to reel in from the sea, and we shall bleed while being while and sing our songs. Oh, don't get. Yes, it is the season of summer, and we shall live. We are the ghost road born. We are red earth. Yes. It is the summer time. In peace. That was intense. I don't even know what to say after that one, Soldier Blue. <laughs> that was so flipping emotional and intense and powerful. Your delivery, the emotion, all of it. Well, as you well know, I never just am speaking words. It's you know, it's the truth of what I've seen, what I've heard, and what I've been told by elders, and what I've experienced. In my first-hand knowledge as well. Mhm. Yep. I'm just glad that you do what you do. I mean, this is this is just it's a spiritual calling for you. It's, you know, it's like you're the preacher. 
Yeah. Well, as I, it's one of the things that I've been just kind of like a mulling over moment, I guess you could say. Just as what came to me was just as simple as phrase, and you know, it's something that I know to be true. I am no tourist in the art of words. No, sir, you are not. All right, Soldier Blue, tell everyone how they can come find you and read more of your Uh, incredible work. Well, there's a few things, and it's uh, some things kind of, some kind of things have kind of uh, taken on their own form of evolution. Uh, You can find me on uh, Facebook under Rafe Wild, and in parentheses, you'll see my name of Soldier Blue. As well, I have a podcast going. Uh, it's Red Earth One, and you just put that all together like it's one word, and capitalize the R, the E, and the O, and you'll find it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and so forth. And it's free. I don't, I'm not charging anything. I want to get the word out there, and I want uh, to basically to build an audience first. And uh, on the last, I guess, three pieces I've uh, put up on there, onto the podcast, it also has, uh, I'm playing some uh, some saxophone music up behind it. So it, I didn't uh, know you played saxophone. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that we have known each other since the beginning of time. I mean, almost 20 years. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> No, actually, probably about 18 years. I've known you about 18 years, and I did not know. I mean, I love that we're still learning new things about each other. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah, I, um, I'm excited. I put, the, I put some saxophone up behind it, and it was kind of funny, but the first time I played it back on the, those last couple of pieces, as I was listening, just because I had no idea really how I was going to approach it in terms of what stylings, if you will, I was going to use for that uh, edition. But I uh, started listening back to it on that first go-around, and it's like, oh, I'm basically playing this like one of my brothers would play a cedarwood flute. So it's like, oh, okay, all right, we'll rock with that. <laughs> so so that's basically where it's starting from, and you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll take a few more turns and, on the way down the road. But um, it's all good. And like I said, you can find me in those places, and that's basically what I'm working on now. And in the future, and I'm still trying to trying to get some folks to work with me, but I, because I'm not that technically uh, advanced as far as you know, like digital uh, video and so forth. Um, but I would like to do a at least one DVD where I've got five works on the board uh, and do them in black and white, and basically show people some of the imagery that I use on a regular basis so they can get a line on what I'm talking about and then thus draw their own conclusions from what they hear, you know, me talking about within the works. So hoping to, that's, that's like I say, that's the, the next step as far as what I'm looking at. Perfect. All right, sweetie, are you calling a little more often so I don't worry about you? Oh, I'm Oh, yeah. Well, like I say, for about a minute and a half anyway until they decide to change my schedule again. <laughs> but in the in the meantime, I got uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, so I can I can do a little bit more regular uh, reading. Awesome. It's really good to hear from you. We've missed you, Soldier Blue. Well, it's been a while, and I've, I'm glad to be back. All right, hon. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. 
Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Our next caller comes from 848. 848, you're on the air. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing, Gregory? Oh, well, good evening. Oh, well, because I switch off from listening on the computer to having the cell phone speaker. Oh, <laughs> and it's always Thursday. And reminds me of a bunch of things to be done and do. And hey, can I experiment? I didn't don't have any spoken word written. But I could really appreciate if I could practice through this review I wrote this week. Because this is what I wrote this week. So okay. It's, so it's off. Well, I don't know how to the trip. Anyhow, thanks. I really need... And usually you get me writing on Thursday, which you did, although I did start earlier. Okay, six, seven, eight. I can just take, yeah, I really need to practice this thing. Stephen Bryant, folk song, red123music.com. Stephen has been living his vision from the heart from high school to six years in the Navy band to now teaching band at Wall Township Intermediate School while residing as co-owner of MMDA Manasquan Music Academy, located at 233 East Main Street, Manasquan. Lesson plan. Six, seven, eight, computer. Okay, lesson plan. I lost that rhythm. Lesson plan. As artist development internalizes its moral compass to turn away from mammon and fame, to value the principle of transferable skills empowering the individual student to cultivate their pathway with the purest power of musical expression, fun, and understandings. Teaching is based on listening. Listening is born of silence. MMDA is more about unveiling life's experiences and exploiting a commercial endeavor. Together through life, economics, responsibilities, and heartbreak are inevitable. An original song, a favorite piece of music, will always heal as a cathartic. Thank you, computer. I'm sorry. The scrolls fucked me up. Uh, no, it isn't. It's a spring anyhow. Together through life, the economics, responsibilities, and heartbreak are inevitable. An original song, a favorite piece of music, will always heal as a cathartic aspect and bring the good old life to the party. Guidelines and inspiration. Bill Frizzell, Pat Metheny, West Montgomery. Stephen's six essential albums. Pat Metheny Group, Miles Davis, Kind of Blue, Beatles, Abbey Road, West Montgomery, Smoking the Half Note, Aaron Copeland, Appalachian Spring, and U2, Octung Baby. Fucking computer. Folk song. Folk song, open tuning and standard progression is the simple melody which reaps a harmonic resonance with an intent to keep the family safe during the pandemic. It is dedicated to the primary caregiver of Stephen's father. Five on C, an acoustic six, 
C6 tuning in 5-4 with an exquisite 6-8 piano time change out of a spontaneous meetings of the mind is this song's source of origin, captured from the intuitive depths of non-thought, Carpe Diem. Joni, an open detuning brings an Americana Malou to a song named after Joni Mitchell featuring from Nigeria, Timothy. Cameron Court, a standard tuning waltz in three, a minor key journey of comfort and melancholy enveloped as a breath of West Montgomery. Train Time, a standard tuning homage to John Coltrane's giant steps, wants to listen within the first six chord chain, first six chords into the solo change. An August Moon, an open strumming piece inspired by his daughter, Sydney. And then we end with, I believe everything we dream can come to pass through our union. We can turn the world around. We can turn the Earth's revolution. We have the power. People have the power. Thank you, Scrollbar. You know, there is so much of that where if you were to just take some sentences out of it, you could piece a poem out of that so easily. Great job on that, Gregory. Isn't that neat to throw in that stuff? Mm-hmm. It is. A bit of that's a poetic manipulation, but you want you know you lock the reader's eye in, and then you keep them moving. I could send you this music. The music is that it would be like considered watercolor jazz on Sirius Radio, mm-hmm. and we go way back to actually eighty like eighty seven. So we were all members of the Perfect Hair Club. You know, in New Jersey, that was, you know, important. So uh, that's about a lot of the back story. I would love that. Cool. I can talk to you. The Perfect Hair Club was pretty cool from, like, 87 to 90. It, it was it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to fuck you. You guys picked on all that hair metal band Whatever, the guy's freaking gorgeous. The whole band's freaking gorgeous. How could they look like? We're like, yeah, well, you, we have perfect hair. So we did. That's so and funny. <laughs> All right, Gregory, tell everyone oh, how to find your love. Oh, well, love around. Hey, I've really been calling in since the first show. Mm-hmm. That you, you did. You oh. called in our very first show ever when we first started out. Well, every time I call in, it's always something different. Like today, it was the scroll bar. Like two weeks ago, whatever, and I got to the phone on time. Anyhow, yeah, don't go find yourself. Go find Jesus. You nobody needs to find me. Find <laughs> kindness. Freaking. I love that you've been hanging out more often and and coming on the air. It's it's really been nice having you around. And usually you're far and few between, but here recently you've been around quite a bit, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks. I appreciate the time to work stuff out. Well, really. No problem. See you soon. Talk to you next week, hon. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. And we've got, we're a little over halfway through the show. We've got quite a few callers on. So you can do two shorter ones or one normal length one, you guys. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm able to get you all on. All right, next caller, area code 732. 732, you're on the air. Hello. 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 
metal poet, <laughs> calling, coming to you live from the Jersey Shore. And I got a side note, by the way. Fuck you, Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> that dude lives right down the street from me. I have much respect. Love that guy. I know the feeling is mutual. Man, he's the one that got me into this. I mean, kind of sidetracked me off the music, but that's all right. The music wasn't really there anyway, so I just kind of kind of went into it, and he showed me the ropes, and here I am. <laughs> well, we're glad in you're fact, here. In fact, he's the one that originally called me the heavy metal poet, and it just stuck, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep that. So, yeah. <laughs> So it's pretty that much awesome. Yeah. And everything he just mentioned made no damn sense. Love you. <laughs> so what are you going to share with us tonight, hon? Uh, I have no idea. No, listen, I wrote this like 10 years ago. I'm going to read it to you. and just like I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. I want you to tell me what it's about. It's completely out of my element. It's short. All right. Here we go. Coming to you live. And I got news for you. Hold on. All right, here we go. Absence of light, transparent within night sky. She weeps, crashing at the break. Motionless, yet her current strengthens as the moon sets high. Soothing sounds washing up and away like breaths taken in and out. Peering up at the moonlight cast over her body, reflecting her beauty as she lies quietly crashing in the night. End poem. That's either written about the ocean or a girl on purple LSD at Woodstock. Could be both. Why not both? <laughs> Don't judge. I didn't. I gave it <laughs> options. <laughs> uh, nah, Great I, job I, on I that, I try to write something else completely out of my element. Yeah, it's about the ocean. You did very well. Thank you. Now now to go back to what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, close eyes. Momentarily. A single tear slowly descends the mask of these ever-changing times. And winds blow. Our contention bound in unity as visions of peace are in a natural union as the horizon sets the earth and the skyline where everything is at one with each other. A celestial tranquility. (laughs) Earthbound realms harbor this stronghold, this grip that bleeds out the purpose. Meanings become meaningless value when eaten alive. One tear becomes two, then three, now flooding with excuses of why this is so. For every day is a memorial day. Fight for the freedom to keep, yet fight ourselves to take it away. To keep the peace, it must be found. As earth revolves in silence, stars overheard. They're overhead, and they shine on, but they can hear our echoes of our cry for help throughout universes. May the sun be light cast over as we live through shadows by moonlit atrocities to survive. 
We breathe to bleed another day. And boom. I'm sitting here. Uh, During every show, I always have quiet food, right? So while you're reading, I'm sitting here eating blueberries like somebody entranced that's eating popcorn. And then right in the middle, you did that, that, that laugh. And it caught me so by surprise, I about choked on a blueberry. <laughs> that was a wild ride, I'm telling you. After the poem, I'm like, I'm like, hello, and all of a sudden, you know, somebody giving you like the Heimlich maneuver in the background, blueberries are popping out of your nose and shit. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to almost kill you. <laughs> it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. That was seriously, that was an absolute ride the entire way through. Much appreciated. Okay. Popping blueberries. That's good. That's good. <laughs> you guys filter. don't know. Yep. Munching blueberries while you're, while you're, blueberries, I have blueberries and strawberry wine tonight. Well, I'm listening nice. to you guys read. That's real nice. And incense lit, actually. Oh, well, check it out. Check it out. I haven't been writing much, really, at all, because I, I kind of went back into my musical roots because I'm jamming, like, every Friday night now. But other than that, check out this new deal I'm doing, okay? Mm-hmm. Had a friend of mine come up had a friend of mine come up to me real quick and he was like, Dude, you wanna be a ref? And I didn't realize he was a referee for pro wrestling. We have this unit that comes around here and does major shows and one thing led to another. Now my no my eleven year old breathes, eats shit, lives wrestling, okay? So he does the mat wrestling, and now I'm transitioning him over into pro wrestling. That's what he wants to do. So now every Sunday we do in-ring performances. I think it's practice, but they do it for, like, you know, the video and all that stuff. But, yeah, now I'm – Sunday is a major event over here in Tom's River by us. It's funny how Gregory was, like, plugging every freaking town by us in the phone. Um but, yeah, right over here in Times River by us, we're having a major event. My first event being a pro wrestling rest in front of, like, thousands of people. Well, that sounds poetically <laughs> inspiring. Oh, it's going to be fucking fun. <laughs> well, check it out, though. And here's the plug for it. Seriously, everybody that's listening, go to LTW Wrestling on um, YouTube. I'm there. My name is Mad Dog, the referee. I growl at the wrestler. It's funny. <laughs> they get funny. In my right, I'm going to have to go check it out. Check it out, LTW Wrestling. I'm on there. It's, it's funny. I'm in the, you know, as soon as the video hits, I'm right there for the promos. And I'm, you know, I'm, my son Logan's commentating the matches, and I, and I, I, I'm wrestling the matches. But yeah, LTW wrestling, and to find me and my, you know, craziness with the words and stuff, just go to Crush Beneath Poetry, and all my stuff's taggable now. You can go on and do like the Heavy Metal Poet. Um, it comes right up, uh, Crush Beneath Poetry, and I got a Crush Beneath Poetry crew group. So awesome. Come on. And they're just promotional platforms. You got links, post them. Material, post them. A show coming up, post it. I'm just, I'm just here to help. You know, that's what it does. And, and then the, you know, then the heavy metal poet page is just me and my insanity. I really don't post a whole lot of stuff on there. But check it out. Come goof on me. Tell me I suck. At least I'm getting some kind of feedback. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dennis. Fantastic job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, LTW. Check it out. All right. All righty, babe. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
right. I'm going to go ahead and give our next three callers. We have 972-347 and uh, 714. So let's go ahead and grab 972-972. You're on the air. Yes. Hello, Nyla. How are you? I'm wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I have butterfingers. I messed up. Uh-oh. I pressed one twice. So I ended up having to wait. But I enjoyed the show. It was really good. You have such a variety of people. We do. Isn't that amazing? I love it. Yes, me too. Well, All right, go ahead and I'm introduce gonna... yourself to everybody so they know. Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm Anna Donovan. And um, I have a poem about Texas, which I love. So I love Texas. I wasn't born here, but I couldn't wait to get here. So I would like to read that for everyone, if that's okay. Okay. All right. Texas. The pile-ups on 635. Circles of hell and detour signs. You are the chaos. Horns blazing, one finger salute, noon blaring, a Texas summer meaner than a $2 rattlesnake, rock and roll and blues, tacos and barbecue, all half and no cattle, polka and conjunto, black bean soup, swing, hunky tonk, bluegrass and grand opera, South Texas wine, Wildflowers grazing freeways, endless rolling thunder, sultry torch songs, noise raising cane, fiddler and pianist, cowboy chili and pecan pie, Buddy Holly, Janice and Stevie Ray, Cadillac Ranch and chicken fried steak, Willie greets walls with twangy hellos and is on the road again. All's well deep in the heart of Texas. End poem. (laughs) I love that poem for so many reasons. I used to live over in the Bear Creek area off of Highway 6 in Houston, just outside of Houston. And I loved Texas. I absolutely loved Texas. It really really is its own country. It started out as its own country. It's still its own country. It'll always be its own country, period. (laughs) You know, yes, and then your like references said, to some I of the old country stars and country songs in there. It was just, it was a fun piece. It was really fun to hear, Anna. Thank you. So I guess I just get to read that one, and that's okay. No, you can read, still read two short ones, just or one long ones, and that was short. So go ahead and if you've got another short one. Yes, I got another short one. <laughs> this one is called Morose Muse. Morose muse suffers sickness of souls. She burns potpourri in the coming summer's fire, languidly throws in a leaf, a cone, or from dried petals. Her room is devoid of furniture. She piled up carpets from the east with cushions from the west and ponders on life and death. The chef from Midori sent her tender sushi. Good for the soul. She ate half between the sun and the shadow. 
One of sturdy Philly G's. What should I write? Whisper to me in your undertow, and I'll tread hip high waters, face to face, sternum to sternum, hip to hip, in swift rapids, out currents and undercurrents between him and I. She says no, no more on love, and she'll eat the Philly cheese when she's good and ready. Just leave it by the door. Like Scarlet <laughs> O says she'll think about it tomorrow, if not the day after, and let me know which way goes the undertow. She converses with Bernadette Banner on Lady Sherlock Holmes' capes and hats and how to pattern such things. And the poem. I love the part about leaving the Philly steak at the door. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in my office writing and somebody tries to come and it's just like, no, leave it at the door. Don't come in. Don't interrupt my train of thought right now. I'm in, I'm, I'm going somewhere. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> so well, while you were reading, I almost started laughing because that I can just I know that moment. <laughs> that was a great. Well, piece, next honey. week I'll read some of the ones I've written with your prompts. They're fabulous. Oh, thank you. I would love that. You have no idea, and I would love that so much. Yes, please. Yes, I appreciate you um, letting me come on and read. It really is new to me, and so if I'm a bit nervous, it just, you know. No, you know, I would never know that. You don't come across that way when you read at all. You read very confidently and clearly. It's nice. I'm so glad. Well, your words yes. are your friends. I'll never let you down, you know? Yes. Thank yeah. you. You're safe with them. Yes. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. Well, everyone, I'm on Facebook. Please drop by and visit. I'm Anna Donovan. That's two N's. And an A-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. And drop by any time. I love to read your work, and I love to hear some feedback on mine. So good night, everyone, and thanks Thank again, you, Anna. Our pleasure, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. <laughs> good night, Anna. Our next caller comes from area code 347. 347, you're on the air. 347, are you with us? Three four seven. I believe that's Noreen, isn't it? Three four seven. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and mute them. And no, it's not Noreen. We'll mute them and come back and see if we can pick them up. Let's go ahead and take area code seven one four. Seven one four, you're on the air. Seven one four, are you with me? Yes, I right. am. Hi. Okay, Nine scared the yeah. shit out of I me. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. I. I'm like, no, be talking to myself, and, <laughs> and and there I was talking too. I'm like talking to you, and yeah, I'm on mute. Sorry. <laughs> uh oh. 
Introduce yourself, honey. This is Jackie, a.k.a. Poetic Peacock Vibe. And um, I'm going to read one long one, okay? Okay. Relatively long, I guess. Um, A narrative poem. Um, Gloriously, wonderfully, marvelously made. In every shade of rich mocha, saffron, yellow, sun-kissed elemental earth, a kaleidoscope of painted bodies in every tone was birthed in a shroud of satin skin, honey-dipped, drenched with melanin. Born into a fleshy form, the original trophy, a perfect storm formed from the rib of the originator's bone, is separately whole. Inherently knows her soul glows between the crevices of light and shadow. Gloriously, wonderfully, marvelously made. Still, the question remains. Who are we when nothing gets fair? Once it has been declared it is a woman and the woman is black. Attacked with headlines, touting slanderous labels, maligned, too aggressive, unstable, dignity intact, smiles in the face of the offenders, dismisses the pretenders without concern, curls labels out to the entire world as the angry black girl? Hmm. I think not. So let me reintroduce her in case you forgot that she is connected to all that is, a tribe of eclectic and beautiful women, and when she speaks, pay attention Please, listen. She does not require permission to feel all 27 of her feelings. If she really is mad, obviously there is a reason. Globally significant, threatened by the impact of her presence, whispers of foolish judgment, harboring resentment, initiates passive-aggressive punishment simply because she dares. She dares to feel, to reveal a strongness, sense of will pushed back to proclaim she is strong and feminine and baby she is here glorious wonderful marvelous wild women of wisdom called our power back home to us whatever it took to get unstuck to be free from the construct of struggle love the guardian of her own dreams no longer pleased believing that kneeling before god Before the man stops performing juggling acts to support the dreams of others, uses her voice, makes her own choice to be the lover, the wife, the mother, but not necessarily in that order. Glorious, wonderful, marvelous to behold, listens to the guidance within her soul, not a possession to be controlled by ignorance, mistaking her kindness for weakness, presuming to know her feminine secrets underestimates the power of her black girl magic. Gloriously, wonderfully, marvelously made, leveled up to elevate without excuses. She simply refuses to continue down the rabbit hole as a statistic regarded as the most disrespected, unprotected, not selected, socially rejected, economically was definitely dejected and on her chest marked front and back for all the world to shun, erased 
the indigo letter X, no longer willing to succumb to anything less than gloriously, wonderfully, marvelously made, walks with her back straight, head held high, third eye opened wide, took a deeper look inside, then told herself the truth. With gratitude, infused victory into the victim of her youth. Cut loose the cords, purged old belief mindsets, bound to generational shame and secrets, healed her sacred trinity of mind, body, and spirit. Still a work in progress, reflects an imperfectly perfect feminine status, is a seeker on a quest, protects the integrity of her worthiness by investing in her own valuable assets. More than just a pretty face with full lips and round hips, more than just a crown of hair, whether straight, wavy, or crimped, these are simply attributes that are not the whole. They are not even the sum and part. If you cannot see that she is a work of art, then let me remind you about we who are smart, razor sharp, loyal to a fault, honors the ancestors, overseers, and mentors, relentless visionaries, demonstrated unwavering tenacity, altered the trajectory of this nation's history. Life lessons learned through trial and error said yes to the balance of pain and pleasure. Palms opened wide, arms lifted high, face tilted to the sky and smiled. With fists raised, made peace with the pain. The teacher and student of significant change joined the sisterhood of first, yet not the last. All roads return to the not-so-distant past. Courageous women are our unsung sheroes who wear their super shero capes incognito, disguised underneath satin and lace, possess superpowers of prayer and faith, collaborate with mysteries beyond universal space. The alchemist creator transmutes love from hate and along the way trailblaze. Showcased holistic ways to live in the land of America. Glorious, wonderful, marvelous discoverers, dreamers, Writers, poets, doctors, lawyers, inventors, actors, scientists, essential workers, students, lovers, aunties and mothers, lawmakers, rule breakers, artists and entertainers, entrepreneurs, soldiers, teachers, accountants, preachers, cooks, bankers, homemakers, and nurses are black, are women, are black women of color with purpose. 2020 on the verge of a civil war, yet we celebrated a champion force. Her blackness is gifted with poise, with grace, with beauty, and with brains. Declared war for systemic change accentuates womanliness, captivates the world to witness the new look of power and feminine essence. Sworn to duty with unshakable confidence, positions her crown to take center stage, receives roaring applause from across the land as we tip our hats, clapping our hands, we salute the first female of color, second in command, holding this truth to be evident, proudly accepts her prestigious label as Madam Vice President.
end point. That was powerful. That was absolutely powerful and needs to be read often. Oh, thank you. I, I read it before. I think I did. I can't remember if I read it in here or not, but yeah. Um, I thank you, though, Nigel. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Jackie. And you know, it doesn't matter if you've read something here before. If it needs to be read, it needs to be read because there's people listening tonight that would not have heard it the first time. Oh well, that's why I read it. <laughs> Actually, you know why I read it. Because I was supposed to read something else that we were working on, and for the life of me, I cannot find it in my computer. I didn't have a title for it then, and I was just looking through document after document after document. Oh, and don't I you hate that? I hate that. I, so this is what I landed on, and so this is what I read. So. <laughs> it was meant to be then. Jackie, do me a favor, yeah. honey, and tell everyone how they can find you. You can find me on Facebook at um, Poetic Peacock Vibe. vibe. Um, that is P-O-E-T-Y-K, Peacock Vibe. And I am working on a podcast, uh, beginning to start a podcast, rather. it's. Um, I'll tell you the name of it in a second. As soon as I can. <laughs> I'm shooting my granddaughter out of here. Um, Anyway, I'll tell you next week. I'm, it's it's not up and running <laughs> okay. yet, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, keep us posted when it starts. I will. I will. All right, hon. Thank you I so will. much, and we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. You take care. Glad Bye-bye, to be here. Jackie. Bye-bye. All right, so we're going to go up and grab Carlos, which is 347, because he was muted. Hi, 347, you're on the air. Yeah, I was all hyped the first time. <laughs> Hi, baby. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. I want to thank you very, very much for helping me put together Mama's special on Monday and for all the work that you put in getting people there. I appreciate you. I love you, and thank you. Well, I appreciate you for having a platform for us to do that, and Mama is no place. Mama would have preferred to do that than here, so I'm glad we got to do it. You know, that's because we're her favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I feel, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, drowsy. But uh, <laughs> I found a poem. That, and I'm going to share with you guys. I don't have a title for it. I'm just going to read it. Get out of your <laughs> okay. hair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I found a diamond once. I had been digging and digging and digging for some time. Well, I thought it was a diamond. See, it was so stunning, so I kept it in my pocket. I would take it out look at it from time to time. Everybody wanted it, but I cherished it. I just, just loved looking at it. And I would look at it and touch it. But something was missing. But it was so sparkly. I let it slide. Kept it 
kept it by my side. I attached it to my pride because I was feeling like its glow made me glow on the inside. I was, <laughs> I was until, until the day I came across my honest to God diamond. It was beautiful, radiant, and truth. Its beauty made me feel beautiful. And it was then, only then, that I realized what I've been holding. Well, that wasn't a diamond at all. Saying to myself, I'm sure someone would find this beautiful. So I simply placed it back where I found it. I rationalized in my mind that it wasn't that stone's fault that it was not a diamond any more than it was my fault for thinking it was one. I was in pain. Wow. You don't know what you don't know till you know it. That's a fact. Mhm. I absolutely love the lesson in that piece. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, good luck to everyone with their diamond finding. And uh, I told you I would be here. And I came here because I'm a written in pain of my words. You are. Just have to stay away from that mute button. <laughs> Bye, Nyla. I'll talk to you next week, Carlos. <laughs> Did you tell him how to find you? Oh, I'm I'm everywhere written in pain can be found. Google him. Do it. All right, baby. Love you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. All right. Next caller, area code 216. 216, you're on the air. Hey, Mama. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sitting here with my mom, letting her listen to your voice and her twilight sleep. And I'm just going through my pages, and I just found out that my brother, Tony Wynn, Tony Rankin, just passed away. I got all these messages coming in right at the same time. So I had something to pull up to read, but uh, that was my rock. He's the one that took me all over the world and introduced me to everything. And he lived in Taiwan, and he got his apartment in Brooklyn. So when I come to New York, I always had some place to stay. That's my brother. He's my closest, bestest brother. That's my another mother, and he's gone. And uh, I just found out just now while I was waiting, I'm just totally not able to really read my poem, but thank you all for everything you did and for being there for me in a time when I'm going through so much stress that I needed to know, you know, who was who and what was what, who was there and who was not there and who was real and who was fake. And they get this news now, Nyla. I'm just not able to do my piece right now, but go to his I page. Understand. Tony Rankin, and he was the reggae king. He was the ganja king. It was my brother. 
we 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 did we did live life to the fullest with Tony. You cannot get you're gonna live life when you hang with Tony. Period. He had me everywhere, all over Jamaica, all over Kingston, everywhere. He just that was my he he lived his life. I don't know what happened. I just found out, so I gotta go back and find out. But go to this page and see what's going on. Tony Rankin um, of Brooklyn, New York. You will see him. Thank you for what you did for me. And I, You're I'm welcome, just, I'm Mama. Speechless right now. I'm looking at Mom. She's fidgeting over there. Cause I had your your sweet voice right by the bed where she could listen. She was smiling in her little twilight, sleeping, listening to, to, to my baby Nyla. Okay, Nyla, I'm gonna give Grandma you go. a hug and for I'm, me, and I love you. I'm sorry for what you're going through. Call me if you need me. Yeah, no, it's not going. I just found out it's just like a shark. He was the biggest. He's bigger than life. That's Tony Rankin. He doesn't die. Oh my God. So I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, thank you. Please go to his page and and just list, look. I will. I wrote it down, Mama. That would help me a lot, okay? Love you. Okay. Bye-bye. I love you, too. Bye-bye, Mama. Our next caller is Noreen863. You are on the air. Okay. Um, um, hello, Nyla. I was re- <laughs> it works I was... with me warning you ahead of time, doesn't it? Y- yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm going to have to do that more often. It's good to have you okay. on the show, Noreen. Welcome. <laughs> okay. Um, hello, Nyla. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm excited to see what you yes. brought tonight. Okay. Thank you. Oh, before I um, read the poem, I want to give um, Mama my condolences, and I'm so sorry to hear about your brother, and um, and I'll be praying for you, Mama. Okay. Beautiful name. And, and, Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. And um, and, and this poem is um, I'm reading by Gary. It's called Growing Pain. Hold that grazer a little closer to the skin. Cut the jits off with my beard. Make my face smooth again. It's my first shave. I'm 14 years old. Four years past 10. I've been here, Mr. Barber, many times with my father. He never cried or hollered. Now my girlfriend says, it's my turn to get a shave like a man. I'll hang on to the arms of the chair. Please do the best that you can. The end. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, I'm a man. Now i got to start shaving. Really, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was fantastic. Okay. I love that, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know he heard... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. And I just felt something right here beside me. Wow. You know, um, I could tell something's right here. Like, um, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> okay. Um, the poem I have is called "The Only Place." As I sit here, thinking, writing. Staring into space, dreaming of a faraway place, dreaming of an island, island of paradise, where food is plenty, in the garden where we live in a primitive state, 
Our home is made of twigs and leaves. We cook over campfire in the evening. We sing. You play the guitar. But in the end, the only place I want to be from the bottom of my heart and soul is to be with you by your side always, for I love you forevermore. The end. Fantastic, Mama. Thank no, not you. Mama. You're not Mama. You're no, no, no. no. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's been a long night. <laughs> okay. I'm getting all my children mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Noreen, that was awesome. Thank you. Oh, and you did a really great sonnet too, and congratulations on your first sonnet. <laughs> You're welcome. There's something about it. Took a me seven hours, Noreen. I'm not even kidding you. I sat wow. in the chair for seven hours. Wow. Well, it took me longer than that. It took me several days to do mine. So you did really great, and it took me a lot longer than that. So, <laughs> but it's something about the song that when you write it, after you get it done, it's just a, 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 I can't explain. It's just a good feeling. It's just, um, it's awesome feeling. You should feel really good. Well, I, I, I it was fun to write. That's for sure. Yes. And I know you really enjoy them too. Yes, I sure do. Yep. All right, Noreen, tell us how we can find you, honey. Okay, you can find um Gary and I. You can find our books um on um Amazon.com. Reflections of our inner beings, now and forever, our love. And, and and other love poems, and um, two hearts in one, and the uh, um oh I forgot the other one. Okay, and um the Aura Truth. You can all find them on um the um on Amazon.com. You can find us on our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Dot Wix. Dot com. Brunch last poetry. And you can find Gary on um, ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and um, Re- ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. And you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, and um, PoetryPoem.com. And you can find us um, under um, code-fi.com, under Gary and Noreen. And, um, and, you, and um, you can also, um, tomorrow, I haven't got no link to it yet, but since I get a link, I will be sharing it. I'm supposed to have an um, interview tomorrow at 11 o'clock in the morning. I might, they might wait to get it to me in the morning. I don't know. But as soon as I get it, I'll be sharing it. And um, it'll be on YouTube. Okay, be my second interview. Okay, and and um, and then you um, and then you can also find us on Saturday nights um, at 5:30. I'm doing Facebook Live on the Poetry Club. That's fantastic. I'm really excited about this. Keep us posted with the links on my page. Okay. Okay. Okay, I sure will. Very cool. Okay. Okay. And thank you, Noreen. I thank want to you. tell you and Gary thank you for being sponsors on the show. Okay, um, th- um, you're you're welcome, and it's our pleasure because we, we love this show. Well, we love uh, you guys. 
I should never forget that day when Gary said, "Wow, he said he don't want to. He don't want ever." I remember that how he was so impressed with you all. But that was the day that you let that guy know about um, about the um, that he can't just, um, cut any of this down. Um, and that's going to be like my defining moment in my life. Anytime that you know, it's like everybody has the quote they're remembered for. And I'm going to always be remembered for the day I told that guy that I was going to rip off his head and shut down his windpipe if he ever did it again. Yes. I am you, never. You, yep. you, that was so mm-hmm. impressible with Gary. He <laughs> said uh, he didn't want to ever, didn't want to have to miss the show. But sometimes he did because we had company. But he tried to make sure he, he watches every time. <laughs> we love you guys so much, Noreen. Okay. We truly okay. do. Okay, and we we love you all, too. We'll talk to you next week? Yes, yes. I'll be here next week. We will be here next week. Perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, okay you're welcome. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Happy Thursday. It's your sister, Gina Stone. <laughs> Hi, Gina. How are you, my love? I'm good. Happy and blessed to be here. I love Thursday. It's Friday Eve. We yeah, right? Yeah. It is. Um, I'm gonna well, do that one. Just ma- that just made me exhale. Thank you for saying that. Really? I needed I needed that. Girl, you know what? I used to tell people this all the time. I I was born into a family where I only had brothers, and my parents only fostered and adopted boys. So every girl that I called my sister is because she was handpicked by me. So I think the universe is sending me you, Nyla, and that's why you're my sister. You are my sister. That's Absolutely. Why it is. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, we could, be, we could be twinsies almost. I swear, we have so many things in common. I'm going to do a piece. I'm going to do a piece for us, and I'm going to do a tribute. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a piece and a tribute, so you can put the pieces together, and you already know how this works, and I'm going to do one and be done um, because I, I've been kind of on energy saver mode this week. I have an open mic on Saturday here locally. I performed there last month, and I'm going to do it again this Saturday. So um, if I don't, you know, save all my energy, I'll, I'll be drained on stage, and I cannot bring down a low-amplified Gina Storm to a mic in my hometown. So I'm going to give you what I got, and I'm going to go, sis. Okay. All right, baby. Um, I'm titling my freestyle this evening, What Was and What Can Be. What was, was so many things. What was, on two separate occasions, was a marriage for me. What was, was also two divorces. I didn't get married to get divorced, of course, but what happened was the fact that my husband could not remain my husband because he didn't do something that he had promised to when we exchanged our vows. And I'm not saying that I was perfect, but, oh, my God, wow. My first husband used to sometimes when he get mad at me call me every nasty name for a woman except for my name. There was a time when he locked me in the closet with no light bulb and I became afraid of the dark and claustrophobic. I thanked him for the strength that I received afterwards because then I realized that he was not my happily ever after. My second husband became a new father while we were newlyweds. And our 
remember the day that I told him. It wasn't that I didn't love him. It's just that our marriage was dead. I would tell people this all the time in 2014. If you blink, you didn't even remember that I got married for the second time. Honestly, it was literally that short. That's what was. And then what would be? I had no idea there were so many things awaiting me. There was something fantastic that only happened one time in my life, and it hasn't happened since. But when it did, all I could think was, oh, my. I was hovering with my face above the face of my love, and before our lips touched, all the power in the room was gone. I mean, the lights went out. The fridge turned off. The clock was blinking, and the computer and TV were done. Our phones had died, and they were both fully charged at the time. He looked at me, and I looked at him, and then I realized this right here is a once-in-a-lifetime. And it was okay, because I loved it immediately, and now I have a bar. So the next time I love, we will be perfect for me, honestly, by far. I've had enough trial runs and tests along the way. The first two I call first and second biblical, my two ex-husbands to date. My third doesn't have to have a name out of the Bible, but what he has to do is understand honesty and loyalty. Be able to reciprocate the love that I will give to him. I will kiss him whole if his soul has a space in it that's not previously filled. I will hug him in a way that will make him feel like he's cherished in love with every fiber of my being. When I inhale, I want him to exhale and know that this love is real. I can only do this one more time. And I promise there's so much love left in this heart of mine that I will not dwell on what was previously. And I will not have to live in the right now because I'm looking forward to, you see, my happily ever after because I feel like it's old to me. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me in peace. <laughs> that was amazing, sweetheart. You are so good at that. It just takes my breath away. Thank you, my sister. It gives me pleasure. So I can be found on Facebook. It is Gina with the knee. Storm-like, inclement weather. Only I'm the sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me anywhere. You can find poetry. One love, one mic, my sister. I love you. I love you, too, Gina. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm going to talk to you next week, honey. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 585. 585, you're on the air. Doug, are you with us? Are you muted? Curry, I'm right here. <laughs> Hi, honey. Okay. Thank you. Um, first of all, thank you for and you and everybody else who might have been involved in setting it up for the uh, for the tribute Mother's Day and for Mama the other night. I really enjoyed being there for that. Wasn't that amazing? It was magic. Yes, it was. And all of everyone who was there performed and, and did so well. So I really did appreciate the opportunity to be there myself. Uh, in the meantime, since that time till now, we had events over in the Middle East that just seemed like those same old Middle East events again. And it made me think about a poem I wrote about a school. I got two relatively short poems about school. 
So for anyone who's listening, I want you to try to imagine your elementary school, the way you remember it, and if you can think about the intervening years, how it might be now. You know, it might be dilapidated or it's not there anymore, how it was in the final days. I got this poem I wrote called Old School. The ceiling tile is hanging, flapping above the hall. Once lined up two by two, they have all passed. The Schmitz and the Weinstein, who forever stopped speaking when the fighting ensued and all cringed to fear. The patriotic, the patriotic songs echo with drumbeat, muffled by layers of peeling wallpaper of green and gray plainness, keepers of conformity, teachers of civility. And whose children came here were those once not welcome, and who, who did not embrace the next one who would improve. This happened within these walls. Teachers denied the failure of the dream. Taught textbook lies, but their eyes still cried the day young Kennedy died. These walls embrace the self-evident truth of time marching on and tides not waiting for no man or woman or child could ever hold, hold in place that which is in place. Came reds and browns and yellows, smeared mosaic of a marvelous promise, fought here forever, waiting to be kept. As, I'm sorry, came reds and browns and yellows, a smeared mosaic of a marvelous promise taught here forever waiting to be kept as floors crumbled and the ceiling paint began to fall to feel and pawn. Imagine wow. you're and now you're 30, you're 50, you're 60 years old, but imagine what kind of shape it would be in. Imagine everything that happened in that place with generations of people. Of course, neighborhoods change, and different people inhabit the neighborhood, and none of them were very welcome. None of them were welcome when they got there, and they were not very welcoming to the next ones that came. I don't think that was ever as evident to me as remembering when I was a little kid you know, we would pitch a tent in the yard, and the entire summer we would sleep outside. You know, all the neighborhood kids would, and we would all meet in the middle, in you know, out by the road by Mr. Garlic's property, and we'd play, you know, games all night long and run around the neighborhood and giggle and laugh, and our parents knew we were doing this, you know. And then I was sitting there one night with a thirty-eight in my lap, across the street from my mom's house because it had been broken in to, into seven times at that point and the cops wouldn't do anything about it. They just said once tweakers get a taste from blood and they know it's in there, you're not going to keep them out. And they just stopped coming around. They told my mom, sell all your stuff and move into an old lady's home because that's the only way it's going to stop instead of doing something about it. And so I sat across the street for three days, three nights, not sleeping, with a thirty-eight in my lap watching for him to break into my mom's house. And the third day we got him, well, one of them. Um, but it really made me think about the, how the, and you know, I was sitting there thinking about this going on in this neighborhood where I used to run around, you know, yeah. till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, unsupervised, sleeping in our yard. You know, it's crazy. 
So that struck home real well. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Tell everyone how they can find you, my love. Can I give you the very short one? Oh, what's that? Go ahead. I have a short, another short phone. Okay. Okay. And again, just maybe the events in the Middle East this week. I mean, we have, um, you know, we have a bombardment by the Israelis. And without supervising, but we have an inordinate force up against another force. Uh, we have intentional hideous injuries. They, it, it, it would appear that although they would be able to say that they <clears throat> only use rubber bullets to contain the crowd, it seems that they are aiming those bullets at people's eyes. So we have many people who are coming up with these hideous eye injuries that are too many to be coincidental. School is out. Beneath the roar and the boom, machines of war make. Anwar and Muhammad, brothers, schoolmates, Durrani, Aisha, Sarah, Abdul, and others, too covered in blood and dust, crushed by concrete to recognize. School is out. Like the light in Muhammad's eyes, now Anwar is alone. And Paul. Wow. <clears throat> that was flipping amazing. What an impact. That was a hell of a punch for such a little poem. You know, they they, they get to where it hurts. I mean, you know, children in school certainly had nothing to do with whatever conflict is. But there's, you know, there's no, no X marking safe zones not to hit. In fact, you know, if you really want to win a war, I guess you you would attack the least or the most vulnerable and the least defensible for the people who could least able to defend themselves or even pose a threat to you. Just to let your enemy know that it will take from you the, the very thing that you want. To the thing that's very most important to you, yeah. It's just heartbreaking. It's even beyond that. It's just unfathomable to me. All you stupid-ass people, just stop it. Just stop. For what? What reason? There's not a reason they can give me that makes sense. And, you know, and... and it's hard. It's hard to say who should do what because if both sides have. They should all just stay in the yard and have fun and have a barbecue with each other once in a while and let each other believe what they want to believe because it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect them. Keep your shit in your yard. I'll keep my shit in my yard and let's just get along. Yeah, when we're on the street. Know, but you know, when you're thinking about the Middle East, you have a, a, a people who the face of the earth. They are, you know, they're all, they're, they're just, their back is historically up against the wall and they're not going to yeah. uh, But they also don't seem to remember the the lessons of when they were persecuted. Um, you know, they are on 
someone else's land and they're grabbing more of it as they go along. Um, but it's for their own survival or so they, you know, so they believe. You know, like we, just like we got the whole Republican Party convincing itself that they didn't lose the election when they know damn well they did. But I mean, you know, you can you can convince people, and people can can do things once convinced that it's you know for some truth that has been demonstrated to them to their satisfaction. Mhm. So that's our world. That's our world. It is. All right, Doug, now you can tell everyone how to find you. I'm so glad you made me stop and listen uh-huh. to myself and some <laughs> keep me in line. I'm Doug Curry. Uh, I'm now Douglas Curry on Facebook because I had my account hacked and I had to show it all over. So I got about 10 years worth of stuff that I can't find. Good. So anyway, got to teach you about Facebook, right? So uh, Douglas <laughs> Curry on Facebook. I'm on, um, I, do, I write poetry and read poetry at allpoetry.com. Um, my name there is Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99, and I'm in poetry. Uh, we recently uh, we just got our proof. Our book is coming out. We have um, our poetry group, which is called Just Poet. We have uh, a, an annual anthology called Limo Juice, and... I was the primary editor this year, and we just got it in our hands. We think it was an innovative approach. We hope everybody's going to find it. So all of the people that I hear who come by to visit with you on Thursday, uh, uh, Nyla, I would like very much to, to, to connect with, say hello to, to read their poetry and exchange ideas about things. If anyone reaches out, I will definitely reach back. Awesome. All right, you guys, do it. You heard it, do it. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, Doug. <laughs> Thanks, son. All right, our next caller comes from area code 573. 573, you're on the air. Good evening, I'm Senator Spittle. How are you? Hey, Sin, how are you doing, honey? I'm doing good. almost forgot it was Thursday night. I'm a little I late sent you a reminder. I did my part, my love. Yeah. I just don't check my Facebook very often anymore. So. But I well, checked I'm it tonight. I'm glad you got so. here. Uh, I'm ready when you are. I'm not confident in bed. I'm going to read a book. Go ahead. This is called Oblivion. It was written five months ago. Question guardian angels with wings of fire falling from heaven's door. Rewinding lips to hear the devils once again start to roar. Sure-footed, the root of all evil will follow us down. Here in the basement of lost causes and forgotten sounds, vacancy savior. Gain attentive reasoning of fears, deaths now encumbered. Strange, isn't it, how seldom we chance to preoccupied? No one can save us now as death knocks ever louder. Here, an island where there's no hollowest of ground, barren soil. Inflation of my character's defamation rubs my ego raw. The harness inability like watching sunsets ablaze mid-fall. Pickle knot is sin-flavored to devour us one and all. Reapers of mischief amongst a party of empty souls. Crimson tea. All that was is not, if but for all in fairest of game. Church bells chime and the foulest of winds calling names. 
Ivory, your towers, a solitude of vulnerability obscene. Don't tell me you've forgotten the sound of their screams, haunting noises. In the midst of death leaves us to the unknown, violently shaking like a schoolgirl unattended alone. My, how the winter came from all shores, bones chilled, hells you're bidding in the depths of matter dwelt in peace. <laughs> that was incredible. I'm so glad you were able to get in tonight, Sin. I'm too. I must be right near the end there. I was a little late, but we got time for one more. Mhm. Yeah, that was short. Uh, Song short. Yeah, it's short. This is uh, insight on the plethora. You think this Jerusalem's Paramount show, where you say Sandy and I once stood? Somewhere in between the passing up or giving a fuck, multiple incursions got us shelterless. The ice storm has pierced holes in the sun. Poshes love racing in streams of drugs. Blotted and pacification have the blood caught come unsung. Rallying to frailty's breast. 72 hours plus again, these vestiges of weary eyes do tell stories on the lack of completion in your stalled progressions. Failing to harness ability amplified. Regular fuck-offs make no worthy prize. Fallacy seen, only area accounting has sprung out. Diverting crevices to stew within your speaking elevation amongst bot flies defecating larva. How's the growth of an elephant not disclosed? This test is festering, stuck better than stool. Packages, glass-lit ramekins to exhume fresh hues. Spent our pipeline size two with expressions falling. Shelving reminiscent years of too stubborn, drunk, or foolhardy to escape the film. I move, we dance in and out of felonious deviancy, plundering from corporate white collar shades, assimilate short fires rampant on circuit boards, alienating senses to stagnant ends we tosh, sucking the passing into another solution, failing to rescue the fractions of optimism you once carried. Completely demolished emotions through the air, typing the passing of another faded syringe. Reduced to frantic betting on the, the better high. Deal out if you blow out. It's a police already under will. Definitely try to coerce past jackalee defragmented in these vessels. Now asunder we dwell in peace. Hmm. Phenomenal. Good job, sweetheart. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the platform. I'm glad I remember this first day night. Oh. All right. Now you can tell everyone how to find you. I am Sinister Spittle, spelled S-P-I-T-A-L, and you Google that shit. I'm everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. Perfect. And we will talk to you next week? Yep. As long as I'm a free man, yeah. <laughs> well, you better stay that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I will. All right, we'll talk to you next week, Nana. Have a good night. <laughs> you too, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. All right, appreciate you. Bye. All right. All right, great job, Sin. All right, our looks like last caller for the evening comes from area code 501. 501, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. This just Jay. Um, I am. I'm. 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 I'm really embarrassed. I missed uh, Mama Olivia's thing Monday. Uh, life be moving fast sometimes, but uh, 
Yeah. Um, I'm glad y'all gave her flowers. That's a beautiful thing. It it was pretty cool. It was really it turned out way better than I than I could have even anticipated. I heard it did. I've been hearing buzz about it. It was it was <laughs> yeah. I've been hearing about it. It was it was it was nice from what I heard. Mhm. But you were there in heart, and she knows that. All right. Well, Mama, all the days yeah, I was there in heart, like she said. So, what do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Um, I have a piece about a rock and a pond. Okay. All right, I'll get into it now. A pond's peace is broken by thrown stone. Water that was once as still as a pane window frame now reverb with kinetic energies across its surface in the forms of ripples and waves. As it undulates its tendrils forward in every direction, seeking to drown and absorb. To calm water is simple. One just must be still and wait. As still as a stone at the bottom of a lake. Until the turbulence has run its path. And the calm returns back to the pond. In peace. Wow. That was that was amazing, actually. That was very um, wow. Thank you. That was incredible. You are you are welcome. You are absolutely welcome. Incredible. Again, a big punch for so few words. Yeah, uh, uh, I started writing haikus, and they were helping me to tighten up my uh, my sentence structure, and it's been paying benefits. It's you know it that's something that I do whenever I write. If there's like any time I write something, I go back and try to figure out a way I can take every and or the all the, the right. words that serve no purpose in a sentence away, and figure out a way that I can say it without those filler words in it. Unless the and plays an usually it's an and I'll leave in because it plays an intentional right. role. Because it might play an integral part as far as linking your similes and your metaphors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, it's a, it's good to do yeah. that. You know, it's good that you tie, you know, and and writing haikus really does help with that. So it's a great point that it you does. brought up. You know, everything you do, every anything that you do in your craft hones you to be a better craftsman. Right, and that's one of the things I had picked up. Uh, uh, I, I was noticing that sometimes my pieces would get a little wordy, and as I start to do them, then it would start showing itself. But as I'm sitting there. Just going through it, it don't be there. But when I start to do it, I'm like, all right, it's, it's taking me off on a tangent. And then it's bringing me back to where it's at. So I try to take the tangent out of there. It may take me two to three weeks to go ahead and fully stop tinkering with a poem. I, I, I crank a screw, uh, loosen the nut, tighten the nut, whatever it needs. And, and I try to go ahead and, and, and get it to the point where I say, I can't even touch it no more. Exactly. And, you know, you bring up a really good point, and something that I always try to, to tell people is don't try to write the poem while you're writing. Just spit it mm. out, get it on paper, and then go back later and flesh your poem out of everything that you've written. Because that tangent you went off on, you may never have gone off on that tangent had you not been writing about the original topic in the first place. And a lot of times you can right. take that tangent, copy and paste it into its own Word document, 
and boom, you've got to start to hook right. poem, new poem that you wouldn't have had. So don't write the True, poem. True, I like you're that. Too. You it. just taught me something tonight. What? The the whole thing of of, of how, that that whole approach that you approach uh, poems with. I do. I, I seriously, I took a twenty nine page poem one time, and it ended up being fourteen sentences. <laughs> That's some crushing right there. That's true crushing right there. But like you said, you can always cannibalize the old poem and go ahead and pull something out of there and start anew. Mhm. Yep. Yep. I never cry. I never. I always write in pen because a pencil you can erase. And I don't ever want to write right. something that even though it may not fit, I'll write one line through it because even though it didn't fit in that poem doesn't mean it's not going to fit somewhere right you know, so yeah i never i never erase so anything that creative I never energy that comes out you harness it and, and and you plan it where you needed it exactly exactly mm. i like that you write that way thank you you're welcome i love that you know it usually gave me an, another look at uh, how to write poems because sometimes i get stuck because i'm doing the same thing and uh, something new like that, it can go ahead and, and they be like, all right, it's time to have fun, huh? <laughs> it is time to have fun. You know, poets, I say this all the time, but poets put so much pressure on themselves that they think every time that we sit down to write something, we have to write a poem. We don't. Right. We just have to sit down and have fun writing. And if we do that, our poetry is going to be better because of it. Plain it reflected. You know, the more you play with writing and just write and have fun and explore writing, every time you do that, you're honing your own unique voice. There's a reason when Rod Stewart comes on and sings a song that we know it's him. Right. You know? Right. Because his voice is so distinct. Exactly. The only way for us to create our own voice like that is to find it. And we can't find it if we don't just write and let it let it fall on its face sometimes and let it write something right. crappy and write something silly and write something dumb that's not Facebook worthy and it's not going to get little thumbs up likes and and to realize that, that crap doesn't matter, you know, just to absolutely right. write and flush yourself out of it. I ghost, I ghost write too, and um, I've been writing pieces for people. I was writing pieces for people that were bigger than I was, and I knew they can go ahead and get it. And I, I distributed them out, and, and none of them ever came back as far as uh, being said. But I had started learning, like, all right, you can't be afraid to go ahead and, and throw that football and try to run up front it to catch it. Uh, exactly. You fall flat, you just fall flat. You know, and, and you, you bring, I mean, you're bringing up a really good, a lot of good points, but I kind of want to make a metaphor out of this, all right? Yeah, you you got to mm-hmm. run for the football and fall flat, all right? Nobody likes to fail. Nobody likes to mess up. Nobody likes to not do something perfect. But looking back, look back at your high school days. Right. What things do you remember most? What things stick out as your best moments in high school? They're not the times you sat there and studied studiously. They're not the times you sat there and listened to every word your teacher said in a lecture. It's when you were messed up and did something dumb and did something silly. Those were the moments that defined your life. You know, that's true because uh, I remember this a memory that sticks out for me for poetry. Uh, we, I was in English class, and we were reading Shakespeare, and they wanted us to perform uh, uh, one of the pieces. 
and they let us chose the piece that we wanted to pick out and everything. And I, and I was at home, and I was doing it the way it was supposed to be done. I got up there in front of my classmates. I read it just like they did. Exactly. I said, now you got me all fired up, and I'm going to have to spend a night writing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You inspired me, too, but I'm not going to do it tonight. <laughs> All right, baby, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, J&J Productions Acrylic Arts. Go over there and see me and my wife do a painting. There's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a poetry in the painting. We do abstract uh, uh, acrylic art. Uh, it's very beautiful. It's very common. Me and my wife are talking about real husband and wife type things, getting on each other's nerves, giving each other the business, all that other good stuff. It's J&J <laughs> Productions, Acrylic Arts. Uh, Will you put the out. link for uh, that on like my page? I'm, I'm going to see if I can get somebody else to do it because uh, I don't know if I'm on your page. I don't know how to get on these pages, Nyla. <laughs> Just type in Nyla, New York, Los Angeles, N-Y-L-A, and you'll see me. I will do that. Just do a search under Nyla, N-Y-L-A. All right. I, yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm on top of that. <laughs> All right. I'll watch for you, baby. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care now. Good night, hon. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I'm very glad to have been able to spend this time with you. Cannot wait to see what you guys bring next week. Make sure to do your homework. If you missed it at the beginning of the show, missed all the prompts, just go ahead and wait till the show archives and go listen to the podcast. And you can start and stop it at your leisure and write down all of the prompts. There's 12 of them in there. There's a journal assignment, a writing assignment, and our ongoing writing focuses. So check out our little mini workshop at the beginning of any of our shows. And we will see you next week. I'm going to close the show with a piece by Carlos as a thank you to him for this written in pain for helping me with put together mama's show last night or last um, last monday her mother surprise mother's day show so thank you carlos we'll talk to you guys next week good night everybody love sick flee from me Oh, love, depart from the reach of high. Gather with you your empty vows and false promises, declarations of immortality. Move from me, oh, love. Why, the mere mention of your Wicked existence only aids in the decomposition of what you have left of my depleted body. Love, I want no parts of you. You, you are the cloak. The soul is used to attack the soulful. Love. Do not even acknowledge your existence. Curses to your falsehood, your salted kisses and 
bitter lies. Oh, love, leaving me in a worse state than when I was found. For now, I crave you. Yes, love, craving you without reason. You have robbed me of my very sanity, love. You have rendered me unable to 